Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Superpod Hero Cast, a Night Shift Radio production. Uh, this is episode 97? I, yeah, 90, no. Yeah, 97. That's crazy. I started putting it as the name of the episodes, so it's right there on my screen, so I'll <laughs> never it. forget. Do you, do you have the questions at the end? Uh, I'll <laughs> right now. How fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 97. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And we watched Captain America Civil War. Oh. Todd, I'd like to start with a question. Sure. Three yes, episodes I did. ago. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> three episodes ago, you had a big problem with how they took. Uh, Frank Miller's Wolverine story yes, yes. and bastardized it. Do you have the same problem here? I, I do not. I do not. And, and Interesting. Yeah. So, so uh, there's two things at play here. One, um, I am aware of the civ- Actually, there's been two civil war storylines in the, in the Marvel comics. I'm aware yeah. of them, but they both happened after I stopped reading. So, uh-huh. I don't have the emotional connection to them that I do some of the other stuff. Um, but two, you know, even with that, I think I've been pretty consistent that I'm okay with the approach Marvel Studios has done, which is, which is, um, you know, taking these stories and using them to inspire thematically similar stories yeah. of a high quality. The problem sure. I have with the Wolverine <laughs> is that it, it took, in my opinion, one of the most crucial, it, well, in my opinion, the most crucial Wolverine story, and and only took those those superficial elements. So sure. you know that would be like saying Captain America, uh, he's a uh, he doesn't really love our he doesn't really love the concept of America, but he thought the flag was cool. I mean, like that would be like a major change. Yeah. <laughs> That I would not be okay with. That's Luckily, fair. Luckily, that doesn't happen here. Uh, one of the things that they changed from the comic is uh, Cap does not die. Yay! 
And there's a strong rumor out there that the reason that he does not die is because, do you know what came out right around the same time as this movie? Uh, this was 2016. Uh-huh. I don't... Uh, I'll, I'll ask you... I'll, I'll tell you by asking a question. Oh, no. Tell me. Do you bleed? <gasps> oh. And who dies in that? Oh, the Captain America-esque character. Sure, sure. The story sure. is they got wind of it. Marvel Studios and Feige yeah. went, we cannot kill Cap now. Like, they were going to kill him and bring him back, much like they did in the comics. Sure. Like, do a death and do mm. find some way. But the the rumor is, is that, like, because this came out, well, because Batman v Superman came out, and then this, Feige's like, nope, we got we to gotta backtrack because I- we don't want to be compared. Yeah, and that's smart. You know, I think that's very crit- smart. It's incredibly smart. One of the criticisms of uh, you know the MCU early on was that they you know they had this death problem, right? Like Thor dies, but his sacrifice allows him to return. You know, so <clears throat> I, I'm glad they didn't do that. However, in this one, he just doesn't. Nobody return. dies. <laughs> like uh, not a single goddamn character dies, I, which is actually I think almost even better. So I I love the maturity of this plot. This movie comes out. Let's see. So this is actually the first movie in phase three of the mm-hmm. MCU. Um, and if uh, let's see, is Doctor Strange up next? Doctor Strange. I, believe- I don't know. When it is, I'm going to dig back through uh, Paul F. Tompkins' old Instagram and find that and share that because you've seen the po- you've seen the poster where he's going like this. No, he's he's um, uh, he's like casting a spell with one hand, and his other hand is here, and it looks like he's singing. And Paul took a video of himself on the highway, and he just goes, "Doctor Strange." You know, of course he did. And while I am not the fanboy that you are, I do appreciate his humor, so I will look forward to watching that. Oh, it's so funny. He does it all the time. He'll see like um, vanity plates and he'll just sing a little song to the vanity plate. I love it. I love it. Uh, let's see. Is it Doctor Strange? I believe it is. Uh, oh, where was the outline of the MCU feature films? Okay. Phase three. Yes. Doctor Strange is next. So, uh, you know, I'm oh, going to. You know what? We could have we just gone to Disney Plus because they put him in. They do. <laughs> That's really convenient. In order. Um, you know, I'm, this is going to be. This movie, I think, kind of paves the way for Doctor Strange's plot, which I've said to you off mic, you know, outside of the podcast. um, You know, I love the maturity of the conflict in Doctor Strange. It's it's much more intelligent and mature than a kind of a comic book good guy, bad guy. The way Mm -hmm. in which, you know, spoiler, we'll talk about eventually the way in which Doctor Strange triumphs. I think there's a similar maturity yeah. in the storytelling of this movie. And I got to be honest with you, Winter Soldier, of course, we we love. This movie, in my opinion, is just as good in the way that they beautifully set up this arc. And, you know, I'm not happy at any step knowing what's coming, but it's so logically constructed. You, I, I don't think you can point back and say, well, this is dumb. This doesn't make any sense or... You know, they didn't one, have to go there. One thing doesn't make sense, but okay. uh, uh, it's so early in the film. And I think the Russo's were just like, we, we don't have time. We have so much story to tell. <laughs> this, this just has to happen. Well, then I will look forward to hearing that. Yeah, it's uh, pretty. It's 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 still while we're in Nigeria. So that should give you an idea of. Oh, okay. 
Well, listen, let's uh, let's get rid of the housekeeping because I want to talk about this movie. Well, first, let's um, let's play some respects. Um, we sadly yeah. lost someone who gets introduced in this film four days ago. Uh, to to timestamp our recording, right? Uh, the wonderful four, William Hurt. Yeah, and um, so he's not introduced in this film. He's into the MCU. Well, he's. In not Hulk. M- not an MCU film. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, the end of... <laughs> oh, no, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's a good point. This is oh, I didn't because think when, he was ca- when oh. he was cast, we're like, oh, so is Hulk canon that's and it's right. just a different actor? Because of the line in... Uh, the two lines in Avengers, you know, last time I was in uh, New York, I kind of leveled Harlem and the whole bullet was a deleted scene. So this kind of cements that Hulk is canon adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, now if you look at you know the, well, oh, that's a good question. Does you know what the real question? Does Disney Plus list it in Phase One after no. Iron Man? <gasps> really? Does oh. does Disney? It is not on Disney Plus. Oh, for it is owned by Universal. Oh, sure, but that's fair. But the Spider Man. Are the Spider-Man films? The Spider-Man films are on stars. On stars, right. Okay, so I guess we can't use that. Well, yep. I consider The Incredible Hulk part of MCU canon. But I see what you're saying. It's a fair point. Um, yeah. And then Johnny pointed out as we are watching. Uh, <sighs> Chadwick. Yeah. Like, so there's two, you know, this movie was a little bit bittersweet. Two angles. I mean, <sighs> Chadwick was, was, was a man with incredible strength. Yeah. And talent, like knowing that he was go like when he turned around in that first shot, I'm like, you are currently battling cancer. Yeah, yeah, and n- not a fucking clue, not it's a fucking clue in that work. Just God, it's so good. And I never made the connection. Uh, I was doing some research. Uh, his passing was on the 57th anniversary of Martin Luther King Jr.'s "I Have a Dream" speech. Oh my God. That's pretty amazing. Oh yeah, that so. I mean, I mean, he he was battling this cancer while making himself a household name. It's yeah, yeah. It's so great. I, he, he, I mean, we're we're nerds, right? I mean, yeah, of course, pretty straightforward. But but it's sad when a person who portrayed a superhero that that showed this is pre Miles being in, uh, being introduced. We had sure. Sam, sure. We had Rhodey, but this was like, yeah, you can be the sidekicks, but with. With this black man, you can be the fucking king of an entire country. Yeah. yeah and, and an amazing superhero who chooses life in the end. And, you know, it's the so black good. Panther in 1966 is the first black superhero in mainstream American <laughs> comics, right? Which is awesome and embarrassing at the same time that it yeah. took almost the, almost 30 years for a for a mainstream African-American character. African. You know, African. He is from Africa, so. But as a black, right, black superhero, just, that's just stunning, but. And you just, you see his interviews, he has such presence and such heart and such warmth to him. It just, I I still remember when I was, I was uh, sitting with the bean while she was going to sleep Mm -hmm. when it happened, and 
stuff started popping up on Twitter. I'm like, this is a sick joke. Cause it was around that time when people would like fake people's deaths. I'm like, this isn't funny. And then his wife post, I saw his wife's post. I remember writing to you, uh, the five timers club and be like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, Chadwick Boseman died. And everybody's reaction was the same. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, yeah. Like, was it a car accident? Like, you know, something unexpected that the fact mm-hmm. that he had been sick that long was, was shocking. Um, and I kept think- it private and kept, you know, he, 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 he decided to keep it a private matter. Nobody yeah. in the cast of That's any crazy. of his movies knew. That's I think crazy. Feige might have known, but wow. I mean, and yeah, he was a public persona, but he gets to have a private life, and that's yeah. what he chose to do. Well, when when we publish this episode, I will be um, I'll probably uh, share the links to the two blog posts I wrote about Black Panther. One praising the film when it came out, and the second mm-hmm. one a tribute to Chadwick Boseman because he certainly deserves it. He definitely does. Um, while we're while we're here on Chadwick, I'll just uh, do my almost cast. Yeah, oh, yeah, please. Well, do you want to? Um, well, oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Set, you know what? Might as well uh, a tribute to Chadwick since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes. What are we drinking? We will toast to those two actors uh, in a second here. So mm-hmm. um, you made a reference to the the timestamp. We uh, uh, are a little bit. You know, we've had a little bit of momentum this season. So it's actually St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And we're both oh. wearing green. No one can pinch us. That's right. Uh, as we're recording here, so. Um, beautiful little bit of uh, happenstance for our beer choice today. So, obviously, our beer for this episode, like so many of them, are brought to us by our fine friends at Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township 5 here in the Camillus, New York area. Um, walked in there this today, St. Patrick's Day. They had a note on the door. They were closing early tonight at 5 o'clock. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Smart for them. <laughs> a mil- yeah. Obviously, a, a, a boatload of themes and ideas to work with on the beer again today was one of those like 10 seconds in and i got it mm-hmm. uh, you will remember that baron zemo's quest to exact his revenge on the Aveng- on the avengers um, mm-hmm. centers around unlocking the secrets of bucky's time as the winter soldier in the red book the red book the macguffin that he's got to recover to get there the code phrases uh, this red notebook with the soviet star uh, also, the fact that it is uh, St. Patrick's Day, beautiful opportunity. So, a favorite brewing company of mine, uh, Middle mm-hmm. Ages Brewing Company, my neighbor's one of the owners. Uh, we've drank a number of their beers before. Uh, we are drinking in honor of the red notebook that uh, drives the plot, as well as St. Patrick's Day. We are drinking their Tipperary Red Irish Red Ale. Yes, we are. With now, the, the only. That's right. Green light. On top, traffic light in the world. That's right. And if it, yeah, I feel like if you're from Syracuse, you know this. But if you're not, it's uh-huh. so cool. So the, the stone it's, throwers. It's, the, it's a tribute to the fact that Irish have a tendency to be a bit of a bit of vandals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Tipperary Hill in, Syr- in Syracuse is a neighborhood that was um, primarily uh, populated by Irish immigrants, right? So Irish, when they came to Syracuse, often moved to Tipperary Hill. And well, he, it wasn't called Tipperary Hill at the beginning. They, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> they it, it, right, it acquired, yeah. right, it acquired that name. Uh, there was a single traffic light in that neighborhood, and the story goes that the uh, Irish children of the, uh, the Irish residents of the neighborhood could not stand to see the British red 
on top of the Irish green in the traditional traffic light. So they would throw stones at the traffic light to break out the red light. And they did that so many times that finally the city said, fuck it. You win. Fuck it. Well, <laughs> you goddamn Irish. <laughs> and so we've got uh, on Tipperary Hill, the, tr- the green light is on red, which actually, if you're colorblind, that's a little bit dangerous because, you know, if, if you can't mm-hmm. different, differentiate red green, uh, you could have some trouble if you were not aware that the orders are reversed there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I so, never really thought about that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so the the beer, their Tipperary Red Irish Red Ale is a traditional Irish red that is well-rounded with balanced flavors and a toasted malt character and a nice dry finish brewed to honor Syracuse's Irish heritage. These are served in the 16-ounce craft cans, and mm-hmm. this is 5.2% alcohol by volume. I will tell you, when they released Tipperary Red a couple months ago, I made a trip down to Middle Ages that week to grab myself a four-pack. So yeah. uh, it was a very easy decision to make that our beer for tonight. So Excellent. Uh, with that, why don't we, uh, let's pour these. We'll toast our fallen heroes and uh, move on. Yeah, to Chadwick, to William. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had that's, poured. No, that's okay. That's all right. That's a good beer, though, right? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a, I mean, you're never going to go wrong with an Irish red. Nope. If it's made right. That's and good. this is made very right. Mm. Oh, that is so good. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes I've adopted the practice. If we're drinking a beer, especially the ones that are very high alcohol contents um, in the 16-ounce cans, sometimes I'll only grab two of them, one for each of us. But obviously with the beer uh, tonight, that was a four-pack. So um, Crushable. got my back up here in the cooler. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of Chadwick, there's yes. only one almost cast that I saw. I okay. Gentleman by the name of Chad L. Coleman. I, I, I and I did not have time to look him up. I tried to look up the Peters too. There's a shit ton oh, of them. Oh, you you will recognize him. Uh, he was in the wire. He was also oh, he's Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Yes. He's oh, he's a good actor. He's a great actor, right? Yeah. Oh, oh I, yeah. I could see although that. He is. He's a big. I well, my perception is yeah, that he's five eleven. Five eleven and like a bulky. I mean, yeah, I've, but you you know the and also knowing what we know about Chadwick mm-hmm. from this movie to when we see him in Black Panther to then in Infinity War, yeah. you can really see him starting to shrink down in size. And in my yeah, head, I was fair. like, oh, he doesn't want to keep doing the superhero workout. I don't blame him. Yeah. He's, in a, yeah, he's in a piece of fucking lycra. I mean, you would you would never think, oh, he's got cancer. Yeah, not not at that point. No, no, no. But then looking at like his later stuff, you go, there's something. There's something uh, that, going on what's here. that one? Twenty one bridges, which is he's wonderful. Yeah, it's a movie I was disappointed with, but uh, and Ma he, Raimi's Black Kettle. Yeah, he <sighs> looks gaunt almost. Yeah, and uh, we yeah. were all like, oh, he lost so much weight for the part because he's a heroin addict, isn't he? Uh, I didn't see my rings. I, I, I thought he was. It, it's been a bit since um, I saw it. The, but Chad Coleman, the almost cast there, uh, in addition to Tyrese in The Walking Dead, he also uh, had a role in Arrow. He was Tobias Church. Right. He was Tobias Church. He was good. Yeah. He's a good actor. Like, you know what? If <sighs> This is one of those ones where I'm like, I wouldn't have been mad. I yeah. mean, Chad works great, but. Oh, there's a picture here of him. He looks like he's lost some weight. Oh. He's looking. It's him doing the the old shirtless 
Looks good. Interesting. Yeah, he was um, Sonequa Martin-Green's character's uh, brother, right? Were they brother and sister on The Walking Dead? Uh, I feel like they were. Maybe. I feel like is Tyrese one of the... Tyrese is one of the characters who's also in the comic, if I remember right. And if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. please someone please correct us. But uh, I believe he is just by the the look that you see of him. Like this feels like a very yeah. specific. Yeah, but I I feel like he's also one of those ones, almost like Andrea, where he's in both media, but the characters almost like different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I see that picture. Yeah, you're right. He is. Uh, oh, he did. Look, yeah, he did really looking good. Yeah. Holy cow. Looking good, Chad. Okay, so that was the only one I saw for T'Challa, a.k.a. Okay. the Black Panther. Uh, for Mr. Spitterman, it was a little more of a list. Was it every white dude in Hollywood? Every white dude that could do a flip that, that was <laughs> nerdy looking. Um, right, right. Uh, Asa Butterfield. Okay. From Ender's Game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Judah Lewis. Mm-hmm. I imagine if we looked him up, we'd be like, oh, he's got a Peter Parker-esque Yeah. All right. Well, you, him. you do that. I'll look. Uh, oh, yeah. Matt. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt. Nothing that... Oh, Christmas Chronicles. Who's in the Christmas Chronicles? Oh, was he the main kid in that? I think so, because he's in the in the sequel as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I see it. Again, he's kind of got... Yeah, yeah. I see it. Oh, especially if you're on Google, his second picture in... Oh, with the, the images with the black jacket, with the black jacket where he's clearly doing an interview. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's Peter. That's Peter. that's somebody's drawing of Peter. Sure, uh, Matt Lintz. Oh, geez, I think. Oh, all right, Matt L L I N C E L I L I N T Z L I N T Z. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I see it too. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Got it. Okay. Sure. Uh, oh, he was also in The Walking Dead. Oh, he was the kid on The Walking Dead. Oh, what? Jeez, he's only 20. They were really shooting young. Hmm. He would have uh, literally I that, been. I think that's the period where I am not walk, watching The Walking Dead. He's part of the of Ezekiel's uh, group. He's the young kid in, in, in okay. there. Got it. Uh, let's see. My phone keeps locking on me. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Charlie Plummer. Oh, that name sounds familiar. I feel like Super familiar. Yeah. Charlie Plum. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what the hell have I seen him in though? What an- another British, another British kid? Uh, is he British? N- uh, unless uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, became part of the <laughs> how fucking dare you <laughs> empire? I don't think he's British. You're thinking just because of the name Plummer. You're thinking Christopher Plummer. Th- that must be it. Yes. Charlie Rowe. There's another one where I'm like, I recognize it. He is an English actor. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, he was in uh, something I've seen. Is, what's this picture here with the Neverland? No. I must have seen him in something. He's, but, yeah, he's got a Peter Parker yeah, vibe. Yeah, I mean, I mean, interestingly, I feel like these are all relatively, I'm not going to say unknown, but but they're not like household Faces and names. Neither was Tom Holland. No, that's what I mean. Including, <laughs> yeah, no, no, including Tom Holland. Yeah, uh, you'll recognize the last two: Logan Lerman, well, Percy Jackson. Who, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, and uh, Dylan O'Brien. 
you may not recognize the name, but you'll type him in. Oh, it, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would have worked. Okay. I mean, again, I, I see it. I, I see it. No, none of them are Tom Holland. No, they're no, no, no. I also feel like some of them I see more as like the Andrew Garfield take on Spider-Man. And I, I bet you that was Sony's part of this because I'm sure Sony had to sit in on the Spider-Man um, auditions. Yeah, you know, that's a fascinating story. I almost feel like we it's bigger than what we can cover here. But, you know, during filming, apparently it was back and forth between Marvel and Sony. Sony owns the right, the film rights to Spider-Man and the associated characters. Mm-hmm. Marvel did not. Marvel... You know they want they wanted Spidey in this movie, um, and so basically we're negotiating with Sony to to use him. And apparently the story is that like during filming it was sometimes like one week he's in, one week he's out. So I, I cannot imagine how they were literally working with two scripts. Oh, that's good. So Stephen McFeely, Christopher Marcus, the writers who've written many other MCU movies, and then obviously the genius Russo brothers. Thank God. I, I don't know how you manage that process, not knowing well, if that character is in it. But if you look at if you look at the script, uh-huh. and you look at and you look at this, the movie, and you have it in the back of your head, there's no Peter and Tony at home. He is just taken out of the fight at the at the thing, and there's no end credit scene. Sure, sure. It's not really that difficult to pull him out of this movie. It would have been more difficult to pull them out after what was going to happen at the end of Far From Home, which was Sony was going to take their toys and go home. Oh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. Thank Thankfully, we, we can spoil the shit out of that, obviously, because we had uh, no way home, but uh, That's right. that, that did not happen. Um, do you know how Tom pretty much got the role? Uh, I know that he portrayed Billy Elliot. In the London production of that musical, he is a and he dancer is, and gymnast, uh, I believe. And, uh, yes, he is. And that's what got him in. He read, and the rooster's like, okay, yeah, you're good. You know, thanks very much. They were going to maybe call him back. And he, before he left the room, it is told that he turned around and went, can I just do one more thing for you guys? And they went, uh, sure. And he did a backflip in place and did the, the Spider-Man the stance Spider-Man at the end of it. <laughs> and they went, okay, we're going to call that kid yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. And his first screen test. Yeah. Was the scene between him and Tony in his room? Yes. Oh man! So I could hey, gush kid, you get your audition. That, that that scene could be an ep- could be an episode of our podcast. Yeah. That spoiler for the end. Really... That may be my favorite scene. Oh, in the whole yeah, that's gonna be a tough mean, call. And then his uh, costume test. Yep. Was because because in the movie and knowing it. Watching it, I don't know if you knew it ahead of time. He ne- they never made the Spider-Man suit because they didn't know what it was going to look like in the end. Oh, interesting. They initially made Is him it a practical. All it's all CG. He's probably not there for most of that. Sure. In fact, when we get to the airport scene, uh, pretty much the only person running on Team Iron Man is Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh, poor. No one else is there. Poor uh, there's, there's actually somebody put up a picture of the behind the scenes of it, and it's like everybody on the other team, and then Scarlett's just running towards them, like this had to have been so stupid to shoot. Yeah, Scarlett's well, like, what the fuck am I doing? That, you know, I, that's going to go down as one of the great. So actually, well, I'll, I'm going to save it, but I can't wait to talk about the action sequences in this film. Spoiler: yep. I think they are among the best, if not the best, in the MCU. Certainly sure. in terms of if you pull out. You know, like crazy CGI, and obviously there is some, 
but like but the, but the CGI stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's always been the Russo's jam until we get to Infinity War and Endgame, and they're like, "Fuck it, we're going for everything." Yeah, exactly. We got exactly. grounded out of the way. Um, so yeah, I thought I just I thought that was cool that that and his oh, but his costume test was the um, where you from, kid. That whole sequence. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and like you could see like Tom like has to do like the pulling the shield towards him in it. And he's just like, yeah. I'm like, Tom, turn it down. Um, so you, you know, I, I think you thought I was making a joke earlier when you started to ask, have you? And I said, yes, I did. <laughs> I, I thought you were about to ask me uh, if I cried watching this movie. Yes, I did. Oh, did you? And I'll tell you when it happens when we get to that point. Yes. And Aubrey, so of course, he, started laughing at me. So Tom was born in 1996. Oh, so this was Jesus. filmed probably in 2015. Yep. So he's 19. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? And he, and he yeah. looks fucking 16. He's such a baby face in this but movie. He is so... Re- well, uh, look. Like yeah. again, point to a weak casting in the MCU in any role of any significance. You can't. You can't. Uh-huh. You can't. They've nailed it. They've nailed it every time. Yep, agree. Uh, despite right. what some gatekeeping nerds online say, even um, uh, Miss Carol Daniels, da- Carol Daniels, Miss Carol Danvers. Good lord. Well, did you see the gatekeeping nerds are now making fun of uh, the Miss Marvel trailer? And being like, so she's just the Green Lantern. I'm like, hey, we saw a 90 second trailer. Yeah, let's all calm the fuck down. How about yeah, yeah? I was so excited. Jack has not seen it yet, so we were talking at dinner. I was like, oh, buddy, you're gonna love it. She's a teenager. Oh my it's god, it looks so of, rad. It's this great mix of like imaginative animation and live action. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna love this series. So, plus you know, yeah. another. Hero of color and a female centric story. But let's just get this. And and people are like, they're ruining her story. I'm like, you don't even know her story yet. Wait till the whole series comes out. If they ruined it, then bitch about it. So I have not read those comics, but I I haven't either. I'm aware that she is the first Muslim American mainstream superhero. Yeah, and she has, and I I think the reason her power set is the way it is, is someone's about to be introduced in the multiverse of madness. She has the ability to stretch and yes, expand yes. her body. So. Yes, to embiggen, which I believe is her battle cry. Embiggen. Embiggen. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 hey, so uh, here we are. Even though it's a Captain America movie, we've got Iron Man in it, and Iron Man's all about the money. How is the money in this movie? Yes, yes. Uh, well, the money looks pretty good in this movie. Uh, How's this that movie for gets a fucking pivot. That's nicely done, sir. Uh, this movie's got a budget of two hundred and fifty million dollars and crushes it at the at the worldwide box office. Does one point one billion dollars? So I think they're going to make more of these movies. I think they're. I think. Uh, I think this okay. plucky little Marvel Studios uh, startup has got some legs to it. Yeah. Oh, it, shit. Um, it, you know, we mentioned the writers, directors. They're all familiar names in the MCU. Um, and specifically this team, you know, building the Cap story, um, the Russos with Winter Soldier, um, and then McFeely and Marcus with the earlier Cap movies, Thor, um, you know, their their pedigree is just ridiculous. So I, I don't know that we need to do that. If you've listened to almost any other MCU uh, episode so far, uh, yeah. we've probably talked about them a lot. Yeah, we've covered Iron Man. We've covered Cap. 
Bucky got covered in in Winter Soldier. Wanda got covered in Ultron. Sam got covered in Winter Soldier. I'm looking, literally looking at yeah. my Zoom thing. Vision, Vision got covered. Ultron. Yeah, uh, Nat, we all know and love. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, Spidey and Black Panther are the new faces, and Secretary Ross, no longer General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. And also, uh, hey, oh. nerds, the nerds that are pissed that we're not going to get Red Hulk now, um, calm the fuck down. Somebody died. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. And also, if I may speak nerd to you, there's another character called Ross that gets introduced in this movie. Yeah, you know, who I, has a line about getting angry. I, you know, I had, I actually did a little digging. I, I couldn't tell. So I know that. So Martin Freeman plays the role of Everett Ross, who mm-hmm. has his roots in, I believe, the Black Panther comics. Yes, I I looked to see if he's supposed to be a relation to. He is know. not. It okay. Just, they happen to have the same last name. Interesting. Okay. But his whole thing at the end where he's like, please, make me angry. We yeah. all went, it's just, is he going to be Red Hulk? Uh, I would be totally fine with expanding Martin Freeman's role in the MCU. He's. They just announced he's going to be in uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, you know, he's more feasible. So uh, William Hurt was, I believe, 71 when he passed. Yes. Uh, so, you know, a little... Little older as an actor to, to be, be doing mocap, yeah, exactly. Um, but Martin Freeman, well, Martin's in his got to be in his 50s at this he's point, probably in his, but but again, 20 years, right? Let's see, yeah, Martin Freeman is uh, he is 70, he's he was born in 71, he's a young man, he's 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 he's, 50 he's just years fifty. Old. He's just he's, 50. he's just a, a yeah just ripe a young age of fifty. Yeah, I certainly mean, not. I mean, old like fifty one. Well, listen. I think I think what's the important thing to remember mm. is anyone born in no. no the important takeaway here is that is fifty is young. A viable, fifty one, healthy, hale, robust, virile. Uh, yeah, yeah, at 50, yes, absolutely. But when you hit 51, all I, downhill. I think it was a good year. I just feel like anyone from that year is I, I, probably Todd. What what birthday did you just celebrate? What was that? Was that? Well, as you know, I was born in 1971, which was a fabulous oh. year. So, you know, oh. I've got that going for me. So you're so so you're 50. I mean, you know, I was. Yeah, I was. Oh, oh, what? Oh, are you? Oh, this is awkward. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. All right. Oh, All right. enough of this uh, cowtown so, around. Yeah. Last we, we, last thing we got to do is uh, before we go in there, we got to look at the IMDb rating. Maybe. So, do you want to make a guess, or do you remember what the IMDb score for this movie was? 8.5. 7.8. So, we'll see how this... Yeah, we'll see how this ranks at the end. It's probably the same people that went on to uh, Discovery's final episode this <laughs> morning and gave it one star before they'd actually watched the goddamn episode. Fuckers. Called it. By the way, I had my problems with... <laughs> This the finale of Discovery, but I thought it was a solid end. A solid better, season better finale. Than one, is it better than one star. Much better than one star. Sonequa yeah. Martin Green has a moment in it where she thinks a character has died. Mm-hmm. That is just cameras on her, and she goes through every emotion that you would go through in that moment. Mm. And it is God, she's so fucking good. I'm so glad they got her off of Walking Dead because she was being wasted on that show. <laughs> yeah. Anytime she had a scene, I'm like, ooh, she's back. That was such she's a big really ensemble, right? Like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And she's the fucking captain of the Discovery, so she's like in every scene. <laughs> she, Oh, good Lord. She moved up a bit. 
Just a hair. Okay. Well, with all that being said, I think we can go ahead and roll that film. So we open in, in the past. 1991. <laughs> I want to do it for every time. I know I can just get away with that one now. I'll just put the rest in in post. Got it. Perfect. I believe I made the dog bark. I don't know if you're. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. So it'll definitely do it in post. But I just the size of every time that happens, I was just like, <laughs> why is this the entire screen? And we saw this in IMAX. Well, so it made it yes. even sillier. I, you know, I will say this this movie probably. You'd have to look at like Infinity War or Endgame with all the multiple plot threads happening there. This movie jumps around a lot, you know, yeah. certainly in location, and then even back and forth in time because it it slowly peels back the onions, you know, the of layers of the onion. Yeah. What happens to uh, Tony's family? But we're starting in 1991 in a mountain range. We will later find out that is S- Siberia. Oh, uh, I have yeah. a story. Oh, please. So we all know that I did Batman for kids' parties. Mm -hmm. But you may be the only one on listening right now (laughs) that knows that I did a Captain America. That's right. You look pretty good. You sent me the picture. You look pretty good. (laughs) Thank you. It was the most uh, flattering costume. It is his uh, Age of Ultron costume. Oh, the Age of Ultron. (laughs) (laughs) Good-looking costume. Yeah. Yeah. But I obviously had seen the movie. It was at a second-run theater, and it was supposed to be all these kids were going to come, and it was me and uh, this kid who also was my Robin, and he was Spider-Man, and we were going to do, like, these obstacle courses and stuff. And then at the end, that movie was going to play. Sure. Todd, do you want to know how many kids came? Oh, no. How how many kids came? One. (laughs) Oh, no. One fucking child. So I just turned... To the guy who was Spider-Man said, we're about to give this kid the best time. Yeah, that's right. And we did. Oh, that's awesome. That's and awesome. about halfway through, I realized not only was he young, but he aged young. Like, And so like, I kind of was like to the parents like, so uh, you've shown him this movie? Yeah. yeah. Shown, oh. Like the opening scene where Bucky is uh, tortured and manual reset on his brain? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we never see him. I'm like, okay. Okay, straight And you in. know what? Do you know what happens in this movie? No. Okay. So I just okay. kind of took him aside at the end. I'm like, hey, you're about to watch this movie. Because he, in his mind, I'm fucking Chris Evans at this point. Like, sure, sure, sure. He's that age. He's that age group. Yes. Like, you're wearing the costume. You are the person. You're doing I said, the mo- heroic moves. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, Tony and I are about to fight in this movie. But don't worry. It's all going to work out. Now this is, and of course, I'm talking out of my ass because I'm sure. like, they may not <laughs> become right. a team again because right. Infinity War and, and Endgame and none of that had happened. Sure. I sure. was just like, sure, <laughs> oh. this this may go well for, for you. Oh, oh boy. And we go and we're getting changed and we're walking out as it is uh, Sebastian Stan's um, most amazing <sighs> yell. I think he has the, the yell that makes you feel the most uncomfortable. Like, please stop doing that to him, whatever it is. Right, right. And I just kind of looked at the parents and went, you should have looked it up. Because <laughs> oh, it's, it's only downhill from here if your kid oh, has a problem no. with this. Oh, and the kid was kind of like, um, why are they doing that to Bucky? I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> but, like, I, st- I still remember the Wrangler coming out and, be- and being like, so... The attendance a little less than we thought because we were told like 200 kids were going to be there. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be a whirlwind. Sure. We're like, okay. And we had an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half of us. Then wow. it was the movie. 
Wow. So, so we're like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> oh my god. It was rough. Holy cow! I have to I have to dig up the pictures of the cab costume. You sent me the picture of you. I maybe like suited up before you went. I didn't have any of the backstory to that, so I'm definitely gonna need to see. <laughs> yeah, pictures you're probably of that. like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, um, if you were follow, if you're following me on Instagram, if you go back to 2016 to Batman Day, because that's when we did that, I brought a Batman comic with me and uh, posed a picture of uh, <laughs> Spider Man and me reading. Batman on Batman Day. How dare you desecrate the the living legends that way. All right. So as I alluded to earlier, beautiful bit of storytelling. And in fact, the reason why when people ask me what order they should watch the MCU in, actually you and I are on the same page. You watch it at least the first time, maybe the first couple times through, you watch it in release order. The idea of yeah. watching it in in-universe chronological order is an interesting thing. But what you m- can miss there is the beautiful way in which Marvel Studios methodically builds layer on layer in this story so that, you know, phase three, you know, you're you're building on things that came before. So in Winter Soldier, of course, we had the amazing scenes of... Bucky as the Winter Soldier, brainwashed and under control. We're seeing more of that, right? So again, you're, we're building on that. Mm-hmm. There's a specific phrase. It is, and of course I wrote it down because yeah. you got to. I, I I started to, and then I'm like, Todd's got Todd's it. Todd's got it. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, it, it, you know, this would be the equivalent of like, this is code, not cipher. Cipher is like where you replace the letters and words with some kind of form mm-hmm. or something. This is code where words and there should be no connection between them or pattern that you can draw on until words repeat. But so the the code phrase here, longing, rusted, seventeen, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign, homecoming, one, it's very interesting homecoming, I, I, I'm sure. I heard that as well. It's got to be an accident. There's no connection because Bucky's not in there. There's no sleeper agent issue. I think John Watts was just like, well, we're going to call it homecoming. And so he was like, yeah, great. And then went, mm, oh, right, shit, we forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, I, y- That's called crypto amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It's an actual thing oh, yes. where you hear something, you forget about it, and then you think of it later and think of it as your own idea. It is called crypto amnesia. Oh, you learn something new. Mm-hmm. Well, that phrase is incredibly effective. So the Winter Soldier replies, ready to comply. <sighs> we move ahead. We see a motorcycle running a car off the road. The Winter Soldier comes around. We see him uh, dispatch the occupant and recovers five blue, they're like blood bags. Well, no, he gets Walter White's crystal meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Um, yeah. So now we got our next jump. We're in modern day. And we are in... Logos! You know, this movie, which I think has been called like Avengers 2.5, because it, mm-hmm. except for Thor and Hulk, you've got the whole team here. Listen, they get their own movie, and it's fucking and it's amazing. fucking amazing. But if you set aside the flashback to 1991... This movie starts out the way the Avengers movies start, which is the middle of action. They're on a mission. They're on a mission. Wanda and Natasha are, you know, street level, street clothes, scouting some building. Cap- and dear nerds, everyone who's just like, why did her accent just go away? It didn't. 
as you can tell, it is less here. And, you know, the head canon that we all came up with is Natalie is a, or uh, Wanda. I almost did, yeah. <laughs> I almost did what you did, did yeah. all through uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. It's not Natalie, it's Natasha. Yeah. Natasha is a linguist and she's probably teaching her how to get rid of her accent because Natasha got rid of hers. Yeah. It is less and it makes perfect sense. And I'm wondering if behind the scenes, Daniel Bruhl was like, I'm not doing a thick Sokovian accent. <laughs> I'm like, okay, we'll just backtrack Wanda's too. Yeah. All right, what do you see? Standard beat cops, small station, quiet street. It's a good target. So we find out that Cap is actually on the look for Brock Rumlow, now known as Crossbones, played by the wonderful Frank Grillo, who we last saw getting a building uh, dropped in on him at the end of Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not one for the quippy banter. <laughs> Sometimes it gets a little much for me. I'm never like it fucking sucks, but sometimes I'm like just you could do with less. I, I'm I'm Sam. I'm I don't know how many fights you've been in, but usually there's not this much talking. <laughs> Great line. But I just love the looking over your shoulder needs to become second nature. Anybody ever tell you you're a little paranoid? Not to my face. Why? Did you hear something? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Initially, the team is thinking that Rumlow might be going after a bank, but they quickly realize that, in fact, the target is not a bank. It is the Institute for Infectious Diseases. They've got a garbage truck loaded up to maximum capacity. They use as a battering ram to blow through the security checkpoint. <sighs> Following Jesus. that, two like rental, like U-Haul trucks, come in with mercenary teams. Led by mm-hmm. Rumlow, again, now Crossbones, as we see him referred to, I think, in a newspaper? Yes. Or a file briefing or something? Yeah. Something, something, yeah. We see the name Crossbones. Um, so, like I said earlier, I think the action sequences and, and the, the the more grounded side of the MCU, right? So, it's not space aliens, it's not space worms or, you know, frost giants, but the more grounded side of MCU action this movie might be the best action sequences in the franchise. No, it's the Winter Soldier. Ooh, but but you get the problem is that you you lose the grounded with one very important person on this team, Scar- Wanda. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. I, she is it's doing the more the this more grounded. And shit's happening. Yeah. Um, the more grounded. I mean, you know, certainly farther than Ragnarok, right? Like, I do enjoy during this uh, Cap's entrance into the uh, into the fight where he just cannonballs in. <laughs> It's so awesome. You know, you know, and obviously I love Joe Johnson's work in the first Avenger, but what the Russo brothers did in Winter Soldier, again, they just get better at it in this movie. The Cap versus Winter Soldier fight in Winter Soldier with the knife, right? Um is <sighs> yes. phenomenal. But boy, you get like ten the elevator like fight. That. Yeah, the <laughs> elevator fight's phenomenal. But you get like, you know, tw- you know, ten times that in this movie. Um and everything is top notch. I love the way Sam fights, which Again, we got to see that starting in Winter Soldier, but they build on it here. I, I mean, using the wings as like shields and, yeah, and yeah. extensions. Yeah, it's pretty. And, rad. The way, and again, he's got no superpowers, no super strength, but the way he can like propel himself to amplify the power of a kick or a punch uh, or a mm-hmm. spin is just incredible. I, I mean, I could gush. This episode could be me gushing about the action in this movie. <laughs> the, the very first ten minutes of the film. Exactly, exactly. A couple things to point out here. So uh, let's talk about uh, grenades. Okay. How long is a fuse usually? A, not a fuse, but how long is the time no, you're usually right. on a no, grenade? You're right. No, it's a fuse. Um, usually, usually a few seconds. Is it six seconds? Because that's how long the fucking grenade takes in this. Uh, it, Rumlow drops it in. Fire in the hole. 
It lands. Widow takes out the other two people. And then it explodes. And it is six motherfucking seconds. And I'm just like, hang on, guys. Well, I, even I, the you know civilian with no military training of any kind, is calling the biggest pile of bullshit on that. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, certainly you don't want it long enough that, that your enemy has an opportunity to pick it up and throw it back <laughs> but, at you. Yeah. Or do exactly what Widow did and just, you know, pretty much use the bad guys in the tank as uh As a human shield. shield. Yeah, that's pretty great. Um, so after the, the team clears out the mercenaries, um, they've mm-hmm. recovered a, we don't know what it is, but it looks to be highly dangerous about some kind of a bio weapon. Rumlow uh-huh. hands it off to one of his mercenaries, tells him to make for the airfield. Where are you going to meet us? I'm not. Um, and the team scatters. Well, they scatter and they get rid of their tactical gear. Yeah. It's a shell game now. Sam takes one down and is like, nope. Not this guy, somebody else. Yeah. Nat uh, is chasing two guys with some beautiful parkour she's doing through the crowded streets. Beautiful parkour, but I remember when we saw this in in uh, IMAX and the camera doing this the whole time. And I was just kind of like, could you stand still, please? I'd like to see the action. Yeah. I was, I got nervous at that point. I'm like, oh, no, they're they're falling for the Michael Bay trap. Of everything has to move yeah. around, but luckily, they, by the time yeah. we get to the airport fight, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. I think this was just creating frenetic energy to tension. start the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's mm-hmm. fair. Um, you know, Nat has one of the last two at gunpoint. The other one, in fact, <laughs> has the vial. He threatens to drop it if she doesn't put her weapon down. Luckily, before that can happen, Red Wing, Sam's drone, takes out the guy. Holding the vial, Nat shoots uh-huh. the other one and then catches the vial before it can shatter on the ground. Payload secure. Thanks, Sam. Don't thank me. I'm not thinking that thing. His name is Red Wing. I'm still not thinking it. He's cute. Go ahead, Red Wing in the comics is an actual bird. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, th- so again, like to your earlier question about Wolverine, I'm fine with the way they've adapted Falcon. Oh, this makes it would have been sense. stupid if he had an actual bird. It would have been stupid. One hundred percent. The only person that's allowed to have a real bird. Is Peacemaker. I thought you were going to say... Um, Beastmaster? No. Uh, sorry. Wrong wrong universe. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, Blacklash. <laughs> Mickey Rourke from Iron Man 2. I want my... I want, I want I want my, my oh, my God. End of the scene. Uh, well, with, Cap. with the Mercs getting cleared out, it leaves the last two... Jo- yeah, that's where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Cap and Crossbones. <sighs> and... Now, Crossbones gets gets points in my book. Take Cap's shield away. Take away his weapon. That was very smart. Yeah. This is a place where I would have been totally fine if we got comic accurate Crossbones, but I understand the way... Is Mar- he super soldiered in the comics? I can't no, remember. No, but he, he actually, he's kind of like Captain America's Bane, and I'm not being flippant. He doesn't have a Venom, mm-hmm. but you know how the comic book Bane is this... Like you know, turns into this like almost ogre behemoth. Yeah, yeah. Crossbones is the same way, and Crossbones physically is a match. You know, does he use something to do it? Is it like an enhancement? So I was reading comics when he first appears, and he's in that classic run. um, Oh, who's the longtime Captain America writer? Um, He he's he's my he's my Captain America. Um, I'm gonna feel like an idiot here. Uh, Mark Gruenwald. Never heard of him. Oh yeah. So he is my writer of Captain America. He starts 
he does it for 10 years, 85 to okay. 95. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he creates, so Cap Wolf, um, Crossbones, <laughs> like the, the comeback Wolf. of the Red Skull, which is wonderful. He's just, he's my guy. And when he shows up in the comics, I mean, he's scary. He's He's really scary. We get a different physicality in the movie here, but I'm fine with it. It works. We also don't get the comic accurate costume, and I know uh, yeah. Matt really likes comic accurate. This does not need to be comic accurate yeah, because exactly. it's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But we get the idea. I I, I like when they're not even going to try to do comic accurate, but they pay homage to them. Yeah. Like Caps, we're not going to put him in you know pirate boots and uh, all that. Yeah, but he's gonna he's a soldier. He'll have he'll have a fatigues. battle ready. You Uniform, yeah, exactly. Yep, exactly. Again, I think you got to give credit to Mark Millar, right? With um, mm-hmm. with the Ultimates, I think that the Ultimates was such a grounded set of stories that it really reframed how you could do superhero movies and still feel real. Sure, I mean, at this point, they're they're grabbing heavily from the Ultimate Universe. Yep, yep. And I'm not mad about any part I'm of it. I'm not mad about it. Fight, fight, fight. And just as Cap's about to take out Rumlow, he says a magic word. Abracadabra. No, wait. He says... You know he knew you. Pal, your buddy, your Bucky. What did you say? He remembered you. Dirty pool. Motherfucker. Dirty, dirty pool. And it distracts him enough to not notice that uh, Rumlow's made this a suicide mission for himself. His goal is to kill Captain America. So... You gotta go. You gotta go. And you're coming with me. Bomb goes off, but who's there to save the day? Good old Wanda. The only surviving Maximoff sibling, <laughs> Wanda. But my question is, what stops her from holding the explosion? My only assumption is that he was carrying, you know, like a metric ton of C4, right? Like, it was just such a massive... Like he was trying to create it. Well, it blows out, like, all the windows on the, the, the building the and building, then some. Yeah. 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 Not just the I, windows. I guess like, that. You know, just destroys part of the building. Yeah, it's a little too plot devicey for me. There's nothing oh, that this, distra- is the, this is the one that this is the piece that you yeah. got it. Okay, yeah. For the longest time, I was like, oh, something distracted her. Something, but nothing does. She literally is lifting it up, and then it just explodes. And there's no reason for it to do that. So maybe the idea, I don't know. Yeah. So one, Wanda is still learning her powers. Sure, right? that's fair. You know, she's still you know figuring her powers out. Two. You know, the other times we see her use her powers, like she can throw things, she can lift things. Short burst. But this is like a, yeah, it's like this explosive force. And I I wish there'd been a cut to her like straining because it looks like, yeah, I've got this. And all of a sudden it yeah. just explodes. And, and Elizabeth oh, Olsen sells the crap out oh, of it. Oh, no, I, I, I thought it, I thought it, she looked like she was really exerting effort okay. to hold it. Yeah. Go back. Go, when you, when you grab the audio for the drops, take, take a look at that moment. I'm. Pretty sure. That, I will. Yeah. Elizabeth Olsen's reaction to the explosion is fantastic. But as much as Chuck shits on Chris Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chris Evans calling to Sam is one of the best moments he has. Sam, we need fire and rescue on the south side of the building. He is fucking Captain America, which is why... I mean, he is Steve Rogers, so... this This is his second best. His best is... In Infinity War. Spoiler alert. So we then move to Stark uh, Manor? Avengers Compound? I guess. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, no, the, no. We moved to... Got it. Yeah. And do you know the song that uh, 
Tony's mom is playing on the piano. Uh, I did not notice it. It is a little song called Try to Remember from The Fantastics. The Fantastic oh. was the longest running off-Broadway show. It ran for 43 years. Off-Broadway? Yes. Really? S- Sullivan Street Playhouse. I saw it. It was fucking wild. That show ran. For- Hang on. I want to get the exact year. Yeah. Oh. I've I've heard of that show, but I don't think I know, which is also probably why I didn't recognize the song. I don't know anything about it or... 42 years. Excuse me. I was off by a year. 17,162 performances. The actor who plays the character that sings that song is one Mr. Jerry Orbach. What? Yeah. Jerry Orbach sings? Jerry Orbach is Lumiere. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I can't pick... You know, I've never seen him sing. So I, I no, he's he's a good singer. No kidding. Uh, he was also uh, the original Billy Flynn. Jerry Orbach in Chicago from Forty Second Street. Come on, no, or, not, no, oh, Billy anything Flynn goes. from Chicago. Chicago. Nope. Okay, yeah. Listen, <laughs> there we go, folks. Casey, <laughs> all uh, is a musical theater performer. I am not. <sighs> so yeah, I, I I thought we'd have a you know Todd's musical theater lesson for the for the episode. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm always uh, happy to learn something new. It's actually the longest running musical still of all time. Wow! And it ended January thirteenth of two thousand and two. Yeah, holy cow! So twenty years ago it ended, but it's just like Jesus. That's crazy. That is crazy. De aging on Robert Downey Jr. Let's spend a hot second on that and how fucking flawless it is it's really good yeah i think also this is still where they were mapping mm-hmm. rather than doing the de-aging and we have so much footage of young robert Downey jr I, it really that, it really works. you know that was actually 100 what i was thinking of you know if you remember him from like even back to school with rodney dangerfield like it i feel like this is where they took a lot of the footage from yeah that, that does that does feel the, like the right time the only time it falters and it's simply because he's turning so far as when he turns to talk to his dad at one point mm-hmm. and then turns back. The computer doesn't catch up in time, I feel like. For a hot thing, like, oh, it's mapped. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, this is almost 10 years ago I, and looking great. You know, again, you can call this one Avengers 2.5. You could also call it Iron Man 3.5 because, uh. <laughs> you know, I think that speaks to Captain America's Steve Rogers' generosity that he's willing to give so many other people so much time in his movie, but yet so much. I mean, this is such a critical movie for Iron Man, for Tony mm-hmm. himself. So he is at MIT. He has invented. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay. No, All right. Okay. Bury the fucking lead. <laughs> okay. At first, we just think this is a, a flashback. Sure, sure. Then all of a sudden, his mother starts talking about. You're going to miss us because this is the last time we're all going to be together. You know what's about to happen. I remember sitting in a the theater being like, the fuck's happening? And I want to spend a minute on it because the behind the scenes of his mom goes in to give Tony a kiss. Mm-hmm. And when she pulls away, there's this figure in the background yeah, that is a modern day Tony. And we realize, oh, wait, this is something else. To do that, Robert must have sn- like crawled in. And then when they kissed, when he kissed, her, kissed him on the cheek, whoever's being his double at that moment, yeah. popped up. <laughs> and then when they pulled apart, he was there. Because he wasn't there the rest of the scene. I'll have to go back and watch it. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pay attention. <laughs> yeah, to that. Just, okay. I just love the behind the scenes of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what we find out is he is at MIT showing the students his binarily augmented retro framing, <laughs> or as he calls it, 
Barf. <laughs> God, I got to work on that acronym. What it's doing is it's connecting to the hippocampus, which is part of our brain, and it's being used to help people clear traumatic memories. Did you think this is how Tony was going to fix Bucky? Uh, yeah, I think so. I really I, thought this is where it was going to go. I remember leaving the theater being like, this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to... Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, it certainly makes sense. You know, he leaves the stage. Uh, we get another <laughs> staple of Russo movies, which is they love the people they love. Will any portion of that grant be made available to faculty? I know. Ooh, gross. Uh, they love the cast of Community. <laughs> Those people among them. Um, and the fucking Dean. Yeah, what's it with the actor's name again? Uh, Jim Rash. Jim Rash is... So good. I mean, he's on screen for like 20 seconds. When you get Jim Rash, you're going to get this. Clearly an administrator at MIT. Uh, and as Tony has just announced to all of the students in the audience. As of this moment, every student has been made an equal recipient of the inaugural September Foundation grant. As in, all of your projects have just been approved and funded. The dean from community is... I have got this killer idea for a self-cooking hot dog. Basically, chemical detonator the restrooms this way, yeah? Yeah, it, embedded in the meat shaft. In the meat shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Which I gotta, th- I gotta think is just Jim uh, ad-libbing. Oh, that's really good. Because he, I mean... If you, uh, I, this is again my pitch. Yeah, everybody should watch Community because if you think this twenty seconds is funny, this is a toned down version of the character he plays on Community. Uh, and he's fucking hysterical. And the second time he's appeared on this podcast, yeah, sky high, uncle, right. uncle. <laughs> he's also a uh, Friends guest star. Uh, her friend has a feeling something's wrong with the left phalange. <laughs> What's wrong with the plane? There's nothing wrong with the plane. The left phalange. There's no phalange. Oh, my God. This plane doesn't even have a phalange. So as Tony clears uh, the pitch for the self-cooking hot dog, uh, he's basically backstage in a hallway, and um, a black woman is standing next to an elevator. He walks over to her. An elevator that has no button push. That's right. And it is the wonderful... Alfred Woodard. Alfred Woodard, again, uh, <laughs> coming in and just laying down a bomb of a performance, just being like, peace out, <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah, so as she starts being really focused on Tony, he starts to get a little uneasy. She goes to reach into her purse. I love mm-hmm. that, that that paranoid Tony like grabs for her wrist. Sorry, it's occupational hazard. Pulls out a picture of a young man. His name was Charlie Spencer. You murdered in Sokovia. Not that that matters in the least to you. You think you fight for us? You just fight for yourself. Who's going to avenge my son, Stark? He's dead. And I blame you. Boy, the, the impact to Tony. At that point, it's like Tony should have been like, so there's not a gun in there? Because yeah. <laughs> I would rather have been shot Yeah, right exactly. Now. I loved the silent acting there. I'm right where I want to be. Okay, okay. And she looks at him like, what do you think I'm going to do? Alfie Wooder and Robert Downey Jr. are just some of the best reaction actors out there. And again, she's in, what is she on screen? Is she on screen 90 seconds? 90 Maybe seconds, two, two minutes. minutes tops. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, fucking crushes it. And is the thing that sets Tony off for the rest sure. of the film. But, but again, very consistent with everything he's been doing. If we think back to Iron Man 3 and his desire mm-hmm. to protect Pepper, right, and his obsession with improving the suits, like, this all fits. And, you know, spoiler for where we're going in 
Endgame. Careful, Todd. That's a spoiler. So now we're at the Avengers compound, which, not going to lie, do they have an extra room? Do they need somebody to, like, you know, I can I can mop a floor. I can uh, defrag the hard drives. Like, what do you need me to do there? I, you want a plant-based menu? I can throw some dishes together. I just want to be in that place. I, <laughs> it's in upstate it's New, in York, upstate New which York, means it's probably it, right here. Which means it's... It, it, no. It's, <laughs> it's it's in Hudson Valley for crying out loud. Come on. Sure. Right where uh, Paul Rudd has his candy shop. Yep. Yeah. If if Tony was New York City based, upstate New York is, he doesn't go, <laughs> you know, too far north of the Hudson. You, you know, that actually makes a lot of sense. If Tony Stark had a compound in the greater Syracuse, New York area, the Onondaga Lake Parkway Bridge would be on hydraulics and it would. It would raise up like a transformer when tractor trailers came in. How dare you? People have died. Uh, (laughs) Yes. And how do you not see all of those signs telling you the height of that bridge? Uh, If you're not from this area, we've got this bridge that is, it's one of those like last bridge standing. What is it? Like 400 and O against trucks. That bridge ain't going nowhere, and it has taken out. They've had to replace the safety uh, stuff that's on the bridge more than, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, I think the next step is just put something farther down that is like one of those bars Yeah, that's hanging at 10 feet, 9 inches. So if they hit that, oh, that should, and then at that point, if you hit it, Guess what? You lose your fucking license as a as a truck driver. I'm sorry. I know that's your living, but we can't do any more. Yeah, agree. <laughs> we unless we have people out there with measuring tapes, like stopping <laughs> trucks. <laughs> Good to go at the compound. The team is watching King T'Chaka of Wakanda, a, a country introduced. Oh well, uh, the team or Steve Rogers. Uh, well, part of the team. Uh, Steve's there. Wanda's there. Well, so Wanda and Steve. So two of the team. In, and is in Vision there rooms. as well? No. Be, well, Boy, you're not remembering this well, at all. Well, they're watching separately. It's, it's Steve, yeah. And he and Steve's watching someone who's... who's it, it starts with the wonderful... Um, what is his uh, name? John. He's a John. total that guy. Uh, portrayed by... Uh, played by John Kami, Connie. Connie, yes. Our people's blood is spilled on foreign soil, not only because of the actions of criminals, but by the indifference of those pledged to stop them. (laughs) No offense to John Connie, but it's not Danny Glover, who I thought it should (sighs) have. How dare you? Uh, He's still alive. Holy cow, he's 78 years old. Yeah, he turns it off, and then he can hear it in Wanda's room, and then it gets into, like, one of those Fox News. What legal authority does an enhanced individual like Wanda Maximoff have to operate in Nigeria? He goes in there, turns it off for her, and they start talking. I just love when Vision comes walking (laughs) through the door. Please, we talked about this. Yes, but the door was open, so I assume that... Um, yeah, so, you know, in, in Cap, and of course in true Cap form... It's my fault. That's not true. I'm turning the TV back on. They're being very specific. I should have clocked that bomb vest long before we almost said Bucky, and all of a sudden I was a 16-year-old kid again in Brooklyn. People died. It's on me. It's on both of us. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But if we can't find a way to live with that, next time... Maybe nobody can save. That's a nice moment between the two of them. Yeah, and he does what great leaders do, which is takes responsibility. Yeah, no, I don't take responsibility at all. The reason Vision has walked in is... Captain Rogers wished to know when Mr. Stark was arriving. Thank you. Be right down. Oh, and apparently he's brought a guest. We know who it is? 
the Secretary of State. This is perfect government right here. Yeah. After the absolute fuck-up of leveling Harlem as the lead of that, <laughs> he becomes the goddamn Secretary of State? Well, to be fair, he replaces Secretary Pierce, who was Hydra, so he's arguably better. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Wait, is Alexander Pierce the Secretary of State? <laughs> fuck, you're right. Okay, that's a little better. I thought it was just a secretary. No, he's the secretary of state. Let's see. Um, I will double check that right now as we're speaking, but I bet money on it. He's secretary of the World Council, not of the secretary of state. Oh, I totally misremembered that. Interesting. Yeah, secretary of the world. Fictitious role. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. His work with the World Council wouldn't fall under Secretary of State. Right, because the whole the whole thing about the Sokovia Accords is uh, they bring up the world. This isn't the World Council. This is you know, the United it, States got government. It, got it. Uh, he started. Oh, you know what it is? He starts in the State Department. When he meets Nick Fury, he's part of the State Department while Fury's mm-hmm. they in worked the at, intelligence side. Yeah, yeah. Working yeah. for, okay. for right. Proto Shields. Yep. Okay. Um. Well, so, yeah, I really love that Marvel is holding a mirror up to themselves uh, with, the, as we like to call it, their destruction porn. With him, with uh, Ross showing them all the, the times they fucked up and, and blown shit up. I'm like, I, I, like, I wanted Kevin Feige to be like, see, we see it. We're fixing it. You know, I, I like that it's a very logical in-universe. I mean, like, I feel like it's a very durable universe. Things happen and consequences occur later on as a result of those choices. Yeah, it's almost like a character, you know, if there's a giant fight with a supernatural being, a character being like, let's bring him down to the docks, they're abandoned. But no one gives a shit about that because that's under a DC movie, so they're just absolute garbage. <laughs> ouch, ouch. Got a little, uh, your bags are here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hmm? I, the airport called your bags are here. Hmm? Um, what? Interesting, uh, that's interesting. interesting, sad, little bit of coincidence. What's the story that he's telling as we see Ross talking to the rest of the team in the conference room? That he they had a heart, had a heart attack. Yeah. Did isn't that's not how no. Oh he William did. Hurt had cancer. Oh. And died of natural causes, as the family is saying. And much like the whole Bob Saget thing, people wanted to see the autopsy. I'm like, that's none of our fucking business. Yeah. Just yeah, because yeah. he was an actor doesn't mean we get to find that stuff out. If the family wants to release it, great. If they don't, great. Got it. Okay. I totally misremembered. I thought he I thought he had our tech. Like, oh no natural causes is what we've been told, but I I'm guessing his body just I mean, he was fighting cancer for like three years. Oh shit. Okay. The world owes the Avengers an unpayable debt. Ross is there to basically make this, I mean, it's almost like from his perspective, it's the offer you can't refuse. So as a result of the actions in Age of Ultron and the destruction (laughs) of Sokovia, the United Nations has solidified its will on this issue. Approved by 117 countries, it states that the Avengers shall no longer be a private organization. Instead, they'll operate under the supervision of a United Nations panel only when and if that panel deems it necessary. And thank goodness the accords are like just like three pieces of paper that explain. Oh, wait, this is the government. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking phone book. That's right. Now, was this ever the Avengers in the comics? Was this ever their? Because I know X Factor. Well, this was exactly what X Factor was. At times in the comics, uh, the Avengers were sponsored directly by 
the U.S. government. And during that period, I was reading, you know, in the 80s into early 90s, they were, uh, you know, at, at times during that period, they were 100% like a government. But could the government do this? Could the government be like, you can't go there? I don't ever remember that storyline happening, but there were times when they were definitely like acting under the authority of the of the U.S. government, not the United Nations. Right, because in the comics, the the inciting incident is a kid that that nobody knows has the power from nuclear bomb, accidentally goes off and destroys an entire elementary school. Oh, what triggers civil war? It, yeah, and oh. it, it it is not the Sokovia Accords, obviously, because Sokovia was, I believe, made up for yes, yeah, uh, Age not, of Ultron. Yes, yeah, it's not, not it's not place. an in universe uh, city. It it's like Doctor Doom's Latveria. Yeah, it's it's like we don't have the rights to Doom, so we'll just call it Sokovia. Yeah. And what it is in the comics is if you are a superhero, you need to give up your identity. Which oh, right. puts, you, have to, you have to register, right? Yeah, and which puts Cap and Tony exactly on the opposite sides. Tony doesn't give a shit because everyone knows he's Iron Man. Cap's like, ah, uh, no. Yep. I fought people who wanted people to register for things. That's right. That's right. So I wasn't reading in Civil War. I was reading in another, and actually I was a, Iron Man collector for for a number of years. Um, there was a storyline in Iron Man in the period I was reading the Armor Wars that were really good. And in that one, Tony finds out that uh, who was it? It was the Beetle looking guy. Uh, did he show up in the Thunderbolts? Who's the bad the Marvel bad guy that looks like a Beetle? Uh, I believe the, the name you were reaching for is the Beetle. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's Beetle. I, I he was part of the Sinister Six for a yeah, while. Yeah, I, I think he's the one. Um, basically, some super some tech bad guy has stolen Tony's technology, or maybe it was Obadiah Stain. Maybe it was Stain or Justin <gasps> Hammer, maybe it was one of those. And he, Tony finds out that basically like the source code for his stuff have been used for almost every armored supervillain in the comics and he goes on essentially like a like a one-man vigilante run to find and destroy all of that equipment because he does and um the problem is the u.s government has benefited from some of that um shield or project pegasus in the comics uh, is using some of that technology in its uh like defensive forces and stuff and cap see and we get this similar Iron Man versus Cap battle. Ironically, in that storyline, Tony is like the, going against the government, and Cap is saying, "No, listen, you can't destroy this technology. We're using it to keep, for example, high-powered prisoners mm-hmm. secure, etc." Um, and there's this wonderful fight where uh, Iron Man and Cap fight. It's it's wonderful, and I, clearly not Civil War, but I've always wondered if that was part of the inspiration for this movie because it's. I mean, Cap Cap and uh, Tony have always kind of been at odds in the comics, right? Uh, they're more adversarial here. They have less but... of a relationship in the comics. Um, Tony probably has a greater relationship with like Reed Richards in the sure. Fantastic Four. Now they're part of the Illuminati together until the MCU. You know, Iron Man was probably at best a B tier uh, hero. It was on the verge of being canceled as a comic when uh, the movie came out. Oh, was it really? Yeah, his main title was there. Marvel's like, I don't know, is this gonna? Is this gonna <laughs> and then it exploded. So yeah, they they've been given what is it four days to make their decision? Three days from now, the UN meets in Vienna to ratify the accords. Yeah, it's a short time period, and we don't we don't get a 
a vote in the group, but it's clear that the group is not unified in their reaction to this. And so we cut to them uh, arguing away. Secretary Ross has a Congressional Medal of Honor, which is one more than you have. So let's say we agree to this thing. How long is it going to be before they lowjack us like a bunch of common criminals? GIF alert. When Sam and Rhodey are going back and forth, we get the GIF of Robert Downey Jr., the... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, and in there also, I, I enjoy when Tony gets up, he goes to make himself coffee. He goes, who's putting coffee grounds in the disposal? Am I running a bed and breakfast for biker gang? Then he sets his phone down and flips up and there's a picture and he's just like, oh, that's Charles Spencer, by the way. And they're going back and forth and, you know, you start to see the, the, the sides forming. And you start to see that Tony and Steve are kind of going to be the the heads of each talking point. Yep. And and uh, Natasha does something very out of character for her. Maybe Tony's right. We have one hand on the wheel. We can still see her. The best, though, is then... Focus up. I'm sorry. Did I just mishear you or did you agree with me? Oh, I want to take it back. No, no, no. You can't retract it. Thank you. During all this, suddenly Steve's phone goes off and it says she's gone in her sleep. He gets up. They all are kind of like, oh. Where's, and where's that's a guy whose world has just been rattled, like, to sure. foundation, right? He goes, he has a moment in the stairwell of sadness, and then we are in London! <laughs> so it's Peggy's funeral. He is the first pallbearer on the right side of the casket. You know, I wondered if they were going to show us all the all the pallbearers, you know, they after Endgame, we're talking about the the old man there. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's not. There's nothing. There's nothing to see there. It's just uh, people reading into it. But um, we uh, are. We are I remember. I, oh, yeah. Sorry, I no. I remember when they like information was coming out about this. Like there's going to be a funeral near the beginning of the film. We all went, uh oh. Yeah. And there goes Peggy. <laughs> like we all kind of like clued in that it was it was going to yeah. be Peggy. And then if you had any question, we're in London. And if you had any question, she's covered in the Union Jack. I'm like, that's only for uh, agents and uh, government officials. So, <sighs> yeah. Steve gets a surprise um, as his <laughs> former neighbor, the the woman that he thought was a nurse, who was in actuality a shield agent assigned to watch him, um, Sharon. Emily Sharon, Van Camp. Emily Van Camp. Uh, yeah. Sharon Carter uh, gets up to deliver the eulogy for her aunt, which... Yeah, in the comics, it's her daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam almost kind of like elbows. Oh, he doesn't almost. He literally Does is like, holy shit, look who it is. <laughs> yeah. And I, Chris Evans' reaction of, what, what? Holy shit. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> like, right. that's his subtext. He is, what? I'm trying to be sad, but oh my God. Can we spend a minute and... Be the super hair hero cast for a second. Sure. Emily Van Camp's hair with that angle on it, that was a very big thing in 2016 to have everything bone straight, but then have like half curls as you know, the front two sides. Looks fine, but the angle and that she's looking down so much so they fall forward, all of it is unflattering on her. If I had been her, I would have seen those dailies and gone, can we find a different angle for this? No, um, this looks good. I hear you saying that there was something unflattering on her, which makes zero sense to me because there is nothing unflattering on her in my opinion. <laughs> so you're on your own on that one. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. Do you know that the speech that she gives about uh, standing your ground, making your feet tr a tree, uh, roots of a tree and all that, that's Cap's speech from the comics from Civil War? Oh, I did not, but I... But yeah, like almost verbatim. Yeah, it, it's such a great place, you know. Even if the whole world is telling you to move... It is your duty 
to plant yourself like a tree, look them in the eye and say no. You move. Which, of course, if there's one person you're speaking to who gets it there, of course it's Steve. Um, I like the yeah, fact... Yeah, Steve's like, my boner has become patriotic. <laughs> I think his boner is always patriotic, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> A little American but, flag pops up at the end. <laughs> uh, you know what I love about that speech, though? It's so clearly going to mean something in this movie, and it does, you know, flash sure. ahead to the, to the final fight with Steve and Tony. There's a moment where clearly... Steve is saying internally, no, you move. But I love that they don't say it out loud. Like, it was the perfect example of, we know it was said before. We know that's how Cap sees the world. You don't have to say it because we know Cap's like, nope, I'm not moving. Lesser writers and directors would have had him say, no, you move. And I'm so glad they didn't. Yeah, And no need to. No need to. We get everything we we need in Chris's nonverbal acting. Right. So Nat comes, tells him. Well signed. Tony, Rhodey, Vision. Clint? Says he's retired. Wanda? TBD. I'm off to Vienna for the signing of the Accords. There's plenty of room on the jet. Staying together is more important than how we stay together. I'm sorry, Nan. I can't sign it. I know. Well, then what are you doing here? I loved her read of... I didn't want you to be alone. Yeah. God, you like work husband and wife. My note here all caps i love their friendship and i love that that's all it is they are it's never never going to be anything else like and i don't want it to be they're two soldiers there it's it's beautiful i love it yeah i love it so much so we move to (laughs) (laughs) so the u.n conference is happening the u.n is actually going to ratify the sokovia accords nat meets t'challa you mentioned that shot of him you know of Chadwick Boseman turning. Looking out the window and turning. Does and he look like, like a Yay! fucking movie star or what, right? God. Um, and then she meets T'Chaka, his father, the king of Wakanda. I love the way the world is expanding movie after movie. So in Age of Ultron, um, Ulysses Claw had stolen vibranium from Wakanda. Um, yeah. Wakanda, as a result of their vibranium's role in the creation of Ultron and the destruction that happened... Um, Wakanda has questioned their policy of secrecy and have stepped forward to join the larger world. Again, I love the way this world evolves. Yeah, uh, not only secrecy, but it's also this is still the point where everyone thinks Wakanda's kind of oh, it's an like impoverished a nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But T'Chaka has announced that they are basically funding projects, they're sharing their technology. Right, like mm-hmm. it's it, it's this step forward for the country. Pretty quickly, you know, a bomb goes off. It's a Sudden, massive explosion. T'Challa finds the fallen body of his father. Oh, my God. He cradles God, him, but it's, just... he's dead. Yeah, it's it's powerful. The jump to catch, to try and block it from him, mm-hmm. and missing by inches, six inches yeah. at best. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so now we're at the hotel. Sharon and Steve are talking. Steve almost gets lucky. Yeah, yeah. I believe Sharon was about to say... You want to come on upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we learned that she... They were definitely about to kiss, at least. But I think... Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, cock blocker that he is, Sam, <laughs> oh, okay. runs up and says my least favorite cliched line in movies. Something you got to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, stop. And, and, like, bravo screenwriters finding different ways for it. But it's just like, he could just walk up and... A silent moment would be better. He walks up and looks at them, 
and have Steve just say what, and then it cuts to them watching yeah. it. You know, just, we don't need that line every time. Yeah, exactly. Pick up from the end of Winter Soldier, where you know uh, Agent Carter can no longer be an agent of Shield because Shield is disbanded. She's been she mm-hmm. was picked up by the CIA at the end of yep. uh, Winter Soldier. We saw her at the CIA firing range. Uh, she's with the CIA station in Berlin, working on a joint terrorism task force. So certainly she's well suited to that. They start learning about the explosion from the news, and we've got video of Bucky on site, and he is, you know, suspect. Planting the bomb, yeah. Hey there, this is Mike Wyatt Jr., the editor for Night Shift Radio's The Storyteller Series podcast. Over the past two years, we've brought you some of the best short fiction out there and turned them into full-cast audiobooks. Now it's my turn to entertain you all personally. The first installment of my five-book series, The Anesian Convergence, is coming out on May 27th. Released by Chris Kennedy Publishing and Theogony Books, the first novel in the series, Last Bid for a Dying Earth, is a near-future sci-fi about Sarah, a young woman who works on Earth's only space elevator for one of the last tickets off our dying planet. She'll do anything to have a chance of survival, even sacrifice her identity and safety under the control of an artificial intelligence. But when a chance encounter exposes a conspiracy that threatens the future of humanity, Sarah must decide whether saving herself is worth abandoning everyone and everything she cares about. The first book sets up the rest of the series, which will take place 400 years later, but you won't have to wait forever for the next one. Book 2, Fallen Hunter, should drop a month or two afterwards, followed by Book 3, Focused on the Wind. If I don't get hit by a bus or something, the fourth book should drop very shortly after that. So keep an ear on the ground and your eyes on the stars. The Anesian Convergence is coming to you May 27th. Back at the explosion scene, T'Challa is just, you know, his father's died, you know, and he's he's rattled. Uh, Nat is talking to him. Task force will decide who brings in Barnes. Don't bother Ms. Romanov. I'll kill him myself. Yeah, like, you don't even need to bring him in. I'm going to be judge, jury, and executioner yep. on this son of a bitch. I got this under control. <laughs> Natasha is just like, oh, he's a king. I can't really. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, she gets a phone call, and we start the Marvel ridiculous uh disguise of a ball cap and glasses <laughs> yeah we look like ourselves at a baseball game you know i love the little bit of thing that of course natasha a seasoned spy would pick up on as steve is talking to her she hears a sound in the background of steve's call that she also hears she hears it coming like, yep. yeah so she's like she and she, she, she looks around close. right like she's like oh fuck you're here and she doesn't have a... <laughs> You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, they're in, like, a little bar. Sharon gives Steve a tip, piece of information they got in. She's basically giving him a few minutes head start, but it's a lead on where they can, where they might track down Bucky. And Sam is not happy about this. The people that shoot at you usually wind up shooting at me. I love how practical Sam is there. <laughs> <laughs> like, Sam is, is so no bullshit yeah. all the time. Yeah, 100%. We'll get a quick shot of Zemo in a hotel room learning Russian. And in fact, that phrase that we heard at the opening of the movie, that Winter Soldier comes mm-hmm. And he gets uh, his morning breakfast, which is a side of bacon and black coffee. And as he's talking to the uh, yes. room service person, it pans over and we see something that looks an awful lot like a bomb. Yes. Yes. Uh, then we 
we are now in uh we're somewhere in Romania. Uh, Bucharest. Bucharest, Romania, or as it says on the title, Bucharest. <laughs> uh, hey, have you read this thing? Or if I shared with you, what is Bucky trying to buy? Uh, I thought it was a piece of fruit. Yeah, what specifically? Oh, I don't know. A plum. Do you know what plums are good for? Uh, looking like blood. I don't know what. Memory. Oh, are they really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. What a great little... Uh... That is also uh, Sebastian Stan speaking fluent Romanian because he is Romanian. He's Romanian by birth, right? Moved by to birth. The US he, he moved here as a young six boy. months old. Yeah, yeah, Six yeah. months old. But he, he his parents spoke it. His grandparents spoke it. He is fluent in Romanian. Uh, I'm a few more episodes into Pam and Tommy. Yeah, he no. is so good. It's it's and it's really good, and so is the actress playing Pamela Anderson uh, from Baby Driver. I can't yes. think of her name, but yeah. yeah, 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 it's really good. Yeah, I just I, my main problem. Uh, Chuck asked me about this, and I, I I said my main problem is is that Pamela Anderson didn't want this to be made. Like knowing that this was stolen. Sure, sure. I, I, that, like, I this was think never she, supposed to be shared with anyone. I like, think she, I think she comes off really well in this. Okay. Um, Aubrey okay. and I were talking about that the other day. Yeah. Um, Tommy Lee, I think, comes off exactly what you would expect Tommy Lee to come off as. I A think, giant scumbag. Yeah, pretty much. I think uh, she comes off pretty good, actually. Okay. But oh, well, she's but, soon but to be Sebastian a Broadway Stan. star, so... Yeah, what is she? Uh, is it Chicago or something? It is no. Chicago. Chicago, of course it is. Um, yeah, so Bucky is basically almost doing a Jason Bourne. Oh, he's 100% borning his way through yeah. life. Yeah, <laughs> borning his way through life. He sees a newspaper, a newspaper stand. We well, first yep. the newspaper uh, attendant looks at him and runs away, and he's like, well, that can't be good. <laughs> right. He learns that he's a suspect in this bombing, which, you know, that happened in Vienna. He's in Bucharest. You know, wasn't him. <laughs> uh, fucking news to me, man. Yeah, right. Um, Steve is at his empty apartment, um, and he gets you know over his earpiece mic. Sam, who's clearly on overlook, tells him that the German special forces are moving in. Mm-hmm. Bucky enters. I love the tension between the two of them. Do you know me? <laughs> right, because it's kind of like, hey, the last time we saw each other, you were totally trying to murder me in a helicarrier over the Potomac. Uh, we good, dude? You're Steve. I read about you in a museum. Steve didn't see him because he was unconscious, but Bucky pulled him out of the water. You pulled me from the river. But again, that's about it. Then at the end of Winter Soldier, we see Bucky at the Smithsonian at the Captain America exhibit, clearly trying to learn something about himself. Mm-hmm. And I love the tension between the two of them. Bucky denies being in Vienna or being having anything to do with the bomb. And, of course, the seconds are ticking down as Sam's telling Steve in his earpiece, and the German special forces make their assault. Again, pull out, like, aliens, gods, magic, practical kind of grounded action. Holy fuck, this sequence. How amazing is this? Starting just in his apartment, Bucky yeah. has clearly not set booby traps, but like it's like, okay, I know I do this to get rid of this guy. You know, I know when this guy comes through this window. Like you see the tactical side of the Winter Soldier. You are on his turf. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And he's going to fuck you up. <laughs> One flashbang comes in. Uh, Bucky kicks, you know, kicks it over to Cap, who slams his shield on it, face ups to, to cover it. It's just. I, I, I love the, uh, and we're going to see this throughout the movie. I love the relationship between Cap and Bucky and the way they fight together. Um, yeah. It's just beautiful to behold. Cap grabs Bucky at one point. Buck, stop! 
Stop. He raises his fist. I'm gonna kill someone. And then he slams it down, grabs his backpack. Throws his backpack out the window. The amazing stairwell fight where, like, Bucky's like, oh, I'm not going to kill these people, but I don't know if I throw them over. You're going to save them, so that will distract you. I love Caps. Come on, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So Bucky has got, and again, from Winter Soldier, he got some kind of a an attempt to recreate the super soldier serum. He's clearly stronger than a normal man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the iron, you know, the bionic arm, he's fucking lethal. Like... Holy shit. You see you see how he could be an assassin for 70 years, right? Right. And he also uh, got a new arm to match the fact that Sebastian Stan got fucking jacked for this movie. <laughs> there is one point later where he is fighting and he's wearing that red shirt, but it's gotten ripped from all the fighting. Yeah. And for a hot second, his actual skin pops through. Yeah. Because he's probably wearing it only a three-quarter way. Sure. And about right here, you can see, and you see the muscle definition. You're just like, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. Wasn't he a finalist for Captain America? Don't I remember that from I believe so. Yeah, I yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, I, remember, I also remember hearing that he had something like a six-picture deal or something as well. And I remember thinking like, oh, that's interesting. I wouldn't have expected that. So glad he's mm-hmm. becoming he's, a central he's part. Wonderful. Yeah, he's wonderful. Let's talk about the jump out the window. Yep. That is a real jump. It wasn't across a building. You mm. can find the footage online. No but shit. the cameraman had to follow him, too. It's like the guy that when they're doing the halo jump in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Tom Cruise and, and yeah. uh, Henry Cavill did all this. And, like, the poor cameraman's like, yeah, I did, too. So did I. Yeah, exactly. Backwards. <laughs> backwards. Right. Yeah, backwards to get it all on film. There's so much action. And it's so well done. It's clearly shot. You can see this beautiful choreography. This Um, is the moment where I'm like, oh, okay, good, good, good. The action sequences are going to be fine. We're going to be fine. A surprise as Black Panther shows up, and now it is not just Bucky trying to get away from the German Special Forces and Cap trying to stay close to his friend and protect him from the German Special Forces. Now he's got to protect him from the Black Panther. And holy shit, T'Challa is out for blood. And also is going toe-to-toe with both of them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it it devolves. They end up down in the Narrows from the Dark Knight. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Am I, oh, um, no? Have you ever seen the behind the scenes of how they landed in the on the highway? No, but I want to talk is, about the running. The but running's great too. Yeah, but the the jump down is funny because they're literally standing on stepping stools and they just jump down. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> watch it. It's, it's the fucking funniest thing. Oh, like that's... action. Run, 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 run. Oh, okay. Much scarier than that. You've seen the footage of how they ran, right? Yeah, they're running on like uh, mats um, or like uh, yeah, the super long mat being being towed by a truck. So it's the same way they did it with the apes in uh, Tim Burton's yeah. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it, it's a fucking. It, that must have been fucking frightening because yep. that human body is running is is got to be moving thirty miles an hour. I'm guessing uh-huh. easily. Um, One thing fucks up, and and, (laughs) bye-bye stunt guy. The only thing keeping you going is the fact that you're on this piece of carpet that's being being dragged. The the behind-the-scenes stuff for this is amazing. And, in fact, the... Something about that stunt guy that I follow on Instagram, he's the Black Panther stunt performer in this, and and he's talked about some of this stuff, and it's just... Absolutely fascinating. Did you find out that Bucky catching the motorcycle is a practical effect? What? Yeah. It's obviously done with with wire rigging, but it is not CG. That stunt wow. guy, 
they they brought it along and they I'm, they might have slowed the camera uh, down to make it go faster, but it is all practical. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, and, and I just want I, I to say it because if you if you're not following him, he's he's very interesting in social media. He's done some YouTube videos with other stunt performers where they react to stuff. His name is Gooey. Uh, G-U-I, Gooey De Silva Green. Um, really interesting, phenomenal stunt performer, great athlete. Uh, He's, uh, does he do Michael Chai White's stuff too? What, what name sounds uh, really I, familiar. I don't know. He does a lot. Um, let's see. Snake Eyes, God of War Ragnarok, the video game. Uh, Penny Dreadful, Primitive. He was in Snake Eyes? Yeah, yeah. He Who? was it listed as a stunt performer, doesn't say. Yeah. Uh, God, that movie was terrible. Uh, I didn't see it. You didn't miss much. No. So, Chase, Chase, Chase. Uh, Rhodey finally catches up with them, tells them all the stand down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> has to give Cap a little snark. Congratulations, Cap. You're a criminal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, womp, womp. So, I did some math here, and okay. I want to point something out. So, they yep. all get arrested. A quick shot to the Avengers compound. And yeah, um, Wanda and Vision relationship development, Paprikash. Right? Oh, the, yeah. the yeah, it's a cute scene. The paprika scene is very nice. I don't know what's in this, but it is not paprika. Like, oh, geez, we've all been there where you yeah. smell something. Like, it says it's this thing, but it's, it's not, not this thing. Like wasabi, American wasabi. It's not it wasabi. That's right. Boo boo. <laughs> That's why when you go to an actual Chinese and Japanese restaurant, you get uh, wasabi. You're like. Oh! Oh, what the <laughs> fuck am I eating now? This is intense. <laughs> they go from Bucharest to Berlin. Yep. That is 17 hours. Oh, okay. And Sam waited all that time to make a snark about... So you like cats? <laughs> was he, like, workshopping it in his mind? He's like, ah, well, in America, Black Panthers are something different. No, 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 that's not good. He won't get that. He's not from... Um, Listen, if you're roadie... And you're hanging around it's with Tony Ro- all the time? It's not Rhodey. It's Sam. Oh, Sam. Sam. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> but it's, just, it's so funny. So so you like cats. <laughs> and cats right there to be like, Sam, what? Dude shows up dressed like a cat. You don't want to know more? Not the time. <laughs> Why am I the only one who does, who knows when not to be snarky? Right. Um, we do get a little bit of an info dump about the role of the and tradition of the Black Panther. The Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. A mantle passed from warrior to warrior. But now because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friends safe from me? And then we are introduced to the wonderfully amazing... What's going to happen? Same thing that ought to happen to you. Psychological evaluation and extradition. Everett Ross. Martin Freeman. Oh, Four foot tall ball of fury that he is. Oh, God. Like, he, like I, he is a good foot under all the rest of these guys. And he is just like, I am cock of the walk right now. Could we please get another... BBC series of Sherlock with him and Benedict Cumberbatch. Please, please, please. You've watched those, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, Danny's watched those. Yeah. Aubrey's watched. Yeah. The, we, yeah. Danny we those, fucking yeah. loved them. Holy shit. They're so good. Uh, we didn't watch the one. They did the one that's like the throwback that's actually in like the. Oh, that's the a time. really good one. No. Is that worth gotta, watching? Yeah. Okay. That's go really good. 
no, we won't, because Benedict Cumberbatch is too busy running the MCU right now, and yeah. Martin Freeman's here, too. We've, <laughs> they're stuck doing this Maybe shit. Maybe he's Red Hulk. Who knows? That's right. Who knows? My note there is that Ross is dickish. I think that's the right term. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Nat chides yeah. Steve. For the record, this is what making things worse looks like. Tony is there, and he's not smug looking, but he's certainly like... He's the dad that gets called in for his kid at the principal. Yes, yes, yep. Not getting that shield back, am I? Technically, it's the government's property. Wings, too. That's cold. Warmer than jail. Random shot of a delivery truck at a power station somewhere in, in Germany. Not uh, ominous at all. No. And then back to Tony and Steve. Oh, God, this scene. Uh, so Tony brought something from his dad's archives. FDR signed the Lend-Lease Bill with these in 1941. Provided support to the Allies when they needed it most. Some would say it brought our country closer to war. And, of course, a symbolism the size of the helicarrier. Yes. <laughs> some people, you just gave the neutral version of it. Some people are like, oh, it helped our allies without us getting in the war. No, it put us in the war. You know, yeah, Steve sure. and Tony. It's both sides of what Steve and Tony are going through right That's now. Right. But this scene, the trailer for this had alternates for almost all of Tony's lines. And this was one of the first ones. The, if I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. You know, they cut around it too, but it, his read of... Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. Mm, has yeah. much more venom in the trailer than it does in the movie. Yeah. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. This is actually a great scene. And what I love about it is that, you know, Steve is sincerely listening to Tony. And even like takes a like a metaphorical step or two in Tony's direction. I'm not saying it's impossible, but there would have to be safeguards. Sure. Once we put out the PR fire, these documents can be amended. And Tony is being that friend who, you know, in most situations with big groups is the jokester and the the kidder, but when you get in one-on-one, you see the real him. I mean, yeah. this is the vulnerable moment for Tony. It looks like we're progressing until... I follow motion. Have you and Wanda reinstated? Wanda? What about Wanda? She's fine. She's confined to the compound currently. Vision's keeping her company. Oh, God. Tony, every time. Every time I think you've seen things the right way. What, it's 100 acres with a lap It's got a screening room. There's worse ways to protect people. Listen, I would have spent uh, COVID, the pandemic lockdown there. That would have been, uh, I would have been happy there. I wouldn't know. I I had to work the entire pandemic. That's right. You know, that's really what Steve hears that really kind of brings him back to this position that is that how you see this this is protection it's internment she's Tony. not a u.s citizen and they oh, don't grant on, visas Tony. to weapons of mass destruction she's a kid. give me a break i'm doing what has to be done um, and if there was any progress made there it's lost by the time uh steve walks out of the room mm-hmm. now zemo has st- snuck into the headquarters he's well, yeah when we we don't know it's zemo he's just a doctor has come to talk to Sure, but then Bucky. we, but we know like moments later as we have the shot of him talking to Bucky, and the the interrogation takes an odd turn. Yep, um, and he starts asking in this this thing that Zemo's been re- repeating. Oh, did we skip over Cleveland? We must have. We skipped we over did. Cleveland. We did. Yeah, where which is where he. You know, the writing acquired... was so small. We yeah. didn't know we were in That's Cleveland. Right. It's really right. hard. Um, that's where Zemo acquired the red notebook with the code phrases. And he yeah, keeps... let's well, hang on. Well, quick question. Yeah. How does that guy die? It doesn't look like it from the initial shot, but when he reacts as Zemo walks away, his mouth and nose must be below the top of the wash basin. 
Okay. And so as it's filling, so he's hanging there. It, is it just the, the camera angle that they're shooting him at makes it look like he's going to be okay? Yeah, it, it looks it like he's up. above the top of the basin. Yeah. Which, okay, there's water underneath me. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, six, seven electric eels in there? What's going yeah, on here? That's, that's right. Zemo keeps asking. Mission report, December 16, 1991. He then begins reading the code phrase. And man, Sebastian stands. The first one is said, he's like, oh, fuck. Stop. No, don't do this to me. And how about he breaks out of the thing that's supposed to be containing him. Showing that he is just going with the flow. Yeah, holy shit. It's uh, it's a great scene. Like, Bucky is clearly panicking. I, I would say panicking, doing everything oh, he can to get out. But he's in essentially this, like, vault pod thing. He's yep. not going anywhere. It's Superman in Man of Steel. When yes. he's handcuffed and he just gets up and breaks it. It's that within the, but the pod itself, yeah. Yeah, it's the, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do. I'm letting myself be here. I can get out when I need to. Yeah. It's Hancock in prison. Right. Yeah, and he does. He gets out, but just a second too late because Zemo has so that's, turned him on. I got the let me judge. Ready to comply. Holy shit. We don't know what code he gets. So as things have started to go sideways, um, was it Nat or was it Sharon? Sharon turns it on. Sharon's for him. like because Nat's outside, let, and that oh, look right. that Nat gives, like she can hear that it's playing in there, and she's like. I'm I'll not allow it. Anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Sam and Steve start making their way down to that level. They find Zemo again posing as a psychiatrist. Steve is immediately suspicious. Who are you? What do you want? To see an empire fall. And Sam is attacked by the Winter Soldier. Great fight. Uh, I love that. You know, Tony's really trying to follow the rules. Please tell me you brought a suit. Sure did. It's a lovely Tom Ford three-piece two button. I'm an active duty non-combatant. But I also love that. But just in case he's got like a mini gauntlet. Right. That's got like one like or two repulsor shots. Yeah. 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 And of course, in all this, T'Challa sees everyone running. He's like, I'm gonna be running where they're running. That's right. And during this fight, at the beginning of. The like the plaza area fight when Nat jumps up on top of uh, yeah. the Winter Soldier, he throws, throws her down and starts choking her. I just love her. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, so it's snark, but it, I think it's also like Nat's effort to snap him out of it. Yeah, like you've seen me. Yeah, you know yeah. who I am because she comes from brainwashing too. She's like, what can I do? What what's gonna what's gonna sure. break this spell? She's got empathy. Yeah, she's she's better. yeah. Um, I, you know, I love that shot. You know, Tony, to his credit, you know, normal human, but for his prosthetic, the suit, uh, mm-hmm. goes to engage Bucky. The fight is great. I'm sorry, the Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier's got his gun in his face, pulls the trigger, but the gauntlet is blocking the shock on Tony's face, right? The shock on his face, and then the motherfucker, yeah. I am going <laughs> to. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It it's is so clear good. that he is just like, we're done. <laughs> Yeah, it it makes sense that this was the most feared assassin for 70 years that could, you know, kill at will uh, as Hydra directed him. Um, just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, Bucky makes his way to a helipad, gets into a helicopter, and is going to go, he's going to get away. Cap makes it there, and Aubrey happened to be sitting downstairs. This I go, honey, here's the shot. And she looked, she goes, oh, and she started laughing. It is a fucking epic shot, right? Like he's it's he's him holding... really it's him really doing it. They had the helicopter on a crane 
And yep. it's him really pulling it pulling in as, as much, much as he can. He pulled yeah. muscles doing it. Did he really? He pulled muscles <laughs> doing it. And he also was like, could I take my shirt off for this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, for whatever work he did to get there, good for him. He deserves it. Uh, Fucking it ridiculous. <laughs> the Winter Soldier realizes he's not going to get away because Steve yep. is not going to let go. So he goes for the nuclear option and just smashes the fucking helicopter. And uh, they end up in a river again. And all I could think of was Timmy from Jurassic Park. Well, <laughs> we're in uh, the river again. Uh, but uh, they do get away. And mm-hmm. They get away. Steve saves Bucky this time. That's right. Pulls him out of the water. Zemo is in an airport bar, gets on a plane. Mm-hmm. He's going somewhere. Moscow. Right. Well, yeah. It says that. It's. Um, but oh, does it, oh, does it say it Moscow? It clearly okay. says Moscow. Does it? Oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, um, And then we are, we are back for kind of the, the confab after the, uh, the aftermath of what's happened. I have an idea. Me too. Where's yours? Downstairs. Where's yours? And we end up in Queens. <laughs> um, you know, I love this. I love this idea of in order to make sure Bucky was secure because they don't know who's waking up, right? Is it Winter Soldier or Bucky? Uh, they've got his robotic arm in like a vice press, and and I. It's oh, just that's so right. That happens first. Practical. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's the scene at the end of Ant Man, just elongated. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Again, Steve asks, Which Bucky am I talking to? Your mom's name is Sarah. Not Martha. My mom's name's Martha, too. <laughs> he used to wear newspapers. <laughs> it is Bucky again. Can't read that in the museum. Just like that, we're supposed to be cool. And he doesn't know why he's at the center of this, mm-hmm. but he knows that Zemo wanted to know about Siberia, especially the location. And we get the bombshell. He wanted to know exactly where. Why would he need to know that? Because I'm not the only Winter Soldier. What a twist! Uh, Before we go to Queens, we go back in time. With the revelation that he's not the only Winter Soldier, after Bucky has run the Stark... Well, we don't know this yet, but of course, the Stark's car off the road. Those blue bags we saw, that was clearly Howard Stark and S.H.I.E.L.D.'s attempt to recreate the Super Soldier serum. That is used on these other Winter Soldiers. They are... An elite death squad. We see Bucky is basically used as like a punching yeah. bag as they're training them. It's really fucked up. They're psycho. They kill some of their handlers. Bucky gets out, slamming the cell shut on them. These are clearly bad guys. There's five other ones. That's right. Yeah, he's an American, right? Yeah, these are these are these are. Sc- Clearly supposed to be Soviets, right? They were Soviet special forces before that. I mean, so surprising that we are seeing uh, Russians portrayed <laughs> as bad guys in this movie. Yeah. Putin would have liked Hydra. Putin would have been all for that, right? Like fascist. One important point I think is important to recognize. You know, Bucky is is concerned here. You know, the with the five of the these five other Winter Soldiers, you could take down a whole country in one right. night. Right. We know what Bucky did by himself for 70 years. If you had five people at that level, what could you do? And it's, you know, you know, apocalyptic. It's so scary. So Steve and Sam have debated calling in Tony. If we call Tony, he won't believe us. Even if he did. Who knows if the Accords will let him help. We're on our own. Maybe not. 
I know a guy. In Queens, we are introduced to the wonderful Peter Parker. This crazy car parked outside. And the equally wonderful Aunt May. You didn't even tell me about the grant. Played by the Oscar winning, I don't care what anybody says, uh, Marissa Tomei. Why? She's an Oscar winner. Who also used to date Robert Downey Jr., which I think must have made that scene even more fun. Because clearly, uh, clearly, no, the because works. guess who? Guess who recommended for her for the movie? Oh, to, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, no, no. That's what I mean. It must have made that scene more fun, like because it's clearly oh, oh, uh, yeah. the, the chemistry they have is so palpable. And in fact, I love Peter's reaction to like. You didn't tell me anything. What's up with that? You're keeping secrets from me. Well, I just, I just know how much you love surprises, so I thought I would let you know. Anyway, what did I apply for? That's what I'm here to ask. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the only scenes, one of the times I was watching this in the past. Uh, Danny was in the room, uh, passively watching it. Maybe folding some laundry as yeah. as is her want for most times. Mm-hmm. She stopped and watched the scene. And at the end of it, she goes, He's really good. I'm like, fuck yeah, he yeah. is. <laughs> he is. Um uh, so one one very funny thing to point out yeah. uh before we break it down. When they're talking and Peter's on his bed and Tony walks over and then he goes, I'm gonna sit here so you move the leg. Tom forgot to move his leg and Robert was just trying to save the scene. <laughs> That's why he does that weird look over to the side. He's looking at the Russos to see if they're going right, like this go, or sure. cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so fun. Oh, that's right. Because that, that's what he says. I because I I sit here or I, mm-hmm. I sit here now. Yeah, something that's yeah. really funny. Um, and also good good of Robert to just be like you're you're kind of new to this. Let me let me help you in it, in the best way possible. It fits. It works. Yep. The chemistry between these two is so good. It's, yeah. So in this, he's recruiting him. He's figured out that he is you're the spider. Ling, crime-fighting spider. You're Spider-Boy? Spider-Man. Not in that onesie or not. And he hates his homemade suit. He's going to give him an upgrade. Systemic, top to bottom. 100-point restoration. That's why I'm here. And then he's like, oh, we're going to go to Germany. You got a passport? Uh, no, I don't, I don't even have a driver's license. You ever been license. to Germany? No. Oh, you'll love it. I can't go to Germany. Why? I, I got homework you know tony's like 10 steps down the road already he's like wait what no i can't no why are you why are you saying this We're, this is happening like yeah, i need this you a, here right yeah. like I, yeah i need what you we, got yeah it's a long play ride to germany you can you can do your homework then that's right that's right so then we are back at the compound Ooh, this is a great scene vision the, versus hawkeye yeah clint uh appears to have come out of retirement he's gone there to get wanda Mm-hmm. Clearly, he got a call from Cap. Vision is going to stop him because Tony told Vision to keep Wanda there to keep Wanda safe. And everything we're going to get later in WandaVision, again, you're seeing in this movie. <laughs> Hashtag Tony was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I, well, I meant specifically the relationship with Wanda and Vision. <sighs> it's just so beautiful, right? Uh-huh. Vision is determined to protect Wanda. And he agrees with the logic that, yeah, out there she's perceived as a... You know, war criminal, a threat, a danger. People will be afraid of her. She will be in danger. She is safest here. So you're staying here. And I'm sorry, little man with the bow and arrow, you can't stop me. And Clint can't until Wanda decides that she's not going to be locked in either. And not only does she take down Vision, but she takes him down to possibly the Earth's core. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, fucked up. Yeah. I seem to remember he she just slammed him into the ground. But so when he went like through 16 layers, I was like, "All right, Wanda, a bit excessive." And I love Clint walking up to it. He's like, "He's going to come out of that in a minute and he's not going to be happy." 
That's right. That's right. And he won't hurt you, but I'm going to be in trouble. That's right. So then we move to... Uh, we get a little glimpse. We'll get more of them in Black Panther, but the Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. Um, have this little, you know, split second of tension between uh, them and Nat. Move, or you will be moved. As entertaining as that would be. And then we're, yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam, Steve, and, and Bucky. I wanted more of the road trip there with the three of them and the Beetle. Was it just? Was it just absolute silence the entire way there? Or like, oh no! Did, I think it, did Sam no, no, try no. and start some snark? And, and <laughs> no, no, it's silence between. Here's what's happening: it's silence, like angry silence between Sam and Bucky, who clearly are like, "I'm Steve's best friend. I don't know what the fuck you're doing here." It's a best friend off. Yeah, Steve's like, "Look, it's Austria's biggest strudel. Do you guys want to take? You know, we'll just yeah. pull off. It's just five minutes." They're like, "No." Like, <laughs> I, I feel like Steve's trying to to make things light and happy in the car, and and there's a mood. There's a mood. There's a mood. And they end up uh, uh, meeting up with Sharon. I'm sure you understand the concept of a getaway car. Slow profile. She's got uh, their their uniforms, their equipment. And some smooches. And some smooches. <laughs> After they kissed, I wanted to see it to be like, hmm, that's not how your aunt did it. Oh, how dare you. How dare you. I, now, I love he, the, he's not going to say that if he ever wants to kiss her again. I'll tell you that right I now. I love at the end when Steve looks at Sam and Bucky and they both give the... That a boy. <laughs> I love the moment before oh, that. Can you move your seat up? No. <laughs> um, again, everything we're going to get later in love in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, they're setting up here. The dynamic between these two is just magical. So they end up at the airport. Yep. And Hawkeye has collected uh, not only Wanda, but also. Man, what time zone is this? Scott Lang. Scott Lang. It's weird that um, Hope's not there with them, but oh, I, I heard that Hope was in Washington at a anti-vax rally oh. when this was happening. So, oh no, yeah, she was there with um, uh, T'Challa's sister. Yeah, so. boy, Jesus, what a fucking uh, yeah. headache Kevin Feige has to have. All right, nice little moment when the announcement is happening. Everyone's looking around like they don't know what's what's being said. Bucky gets it because Bucky speaks German. They're evacuating the airport. Like because the yeah. first time you watch, you're like, oh, he just knows because he's the Winter Soldier. But it's oh no, he understood what was said. Oh, I thought I thought Cap also recognized it, which I would expect. No, Cap kind of mm-hmm. looks around like what's happening. Oh, okay. I'm not okay. sure. Cap, Cap, Cap may know some German, but I don't think he's as fluent as Bucky. I would expect he would have. He would be. He would speak German, but I could be wrong. Um, but th- this scene buttoned by the great line. Suit up. Barney comes in. That's my line. That's right. Listen, how fucking amazing is this whole sequence? The the airport sequence. Us talking about it won't do it justice. It is no beautiful. I love that it starts where it, you you think this is where it's going to go. That it's Cap and Rhodes and uh, Tony, all the three of them talking, and then Spider Man comes in. Underoos steals Cap's shield. Webs hands together. Nice job, kid. Nice. And you're like, oh, okay, this is this is where it's going. Something's going, and all of a sudden, Cap just gives this smirk that you've never seen Captain America give. Holds yep. his hands up, and they're uh, cut apart by an arrow. And you're just like, well, this was the plan the whole time. It's so fucking good. Let's not try and break down this fight because we would spend an hour on this fight. Mm-hmm. What are the 
you know, what are the, the, the key moments from your perspective that you have? <sighs> Nat and Clint. We're still friends, right? Depends on how hard you hit me. And then <laughs> Wanda totally calling him out on it. You're pulling your punches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Clint and T'Challa. We haven't met yet. I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love Cap versus Spider. Oh. You got hard, kid. Where are you from? Queens. Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Spidey versus uh, Sam and Bucky is pretty good. Sam and, yeah. <laughs> Where he's yeah. crawling across the glass. What the hell is that? Everyone's got a gimmick now. So here's the problem. Yeah. Yes. MCU Spidey has Spidey sense from the beginning, Sony Spidey does not. Well, he so it's not that formal in MCU. When Tony was in his room, he throws the thing and at him. He, he catches at the goggles. Yeah, and that he, too. That's part of it too. But yeah, so Peter tells him. It, so it's it's it doesn't get formalized until the Peter tingle, right? Which is in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Far, Peter, Peter Peter Tingle is Far From Home. The second Spidey solo movie. At this point, all he knows, almost like Daredevil, it's like jacked up his senses. He's hyper aware of everything. So he uses those goggles to like basically like turn off some stimuli so he can focus a little bit. But he senses something coming behind him in this fight. Oh God. He ducks. <sighs> he ducks. Yeah, but but I don't think he wreck it. Like, I think that's instinctive. I don't think I don't think if you asked him what he could do, I don't think he would list his Spidey sense. I don't think yeah, he realizes that's fair. it, it but it, it's it, not that. It does bother me that Sony and Marvel didn't get their ducks in a row and have the same arc happening. For uh. there's very different characters between the Marvel and the Sony movies. I don't blame. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but you mm-hmm. can definitely tell it's two movie studios in control of the character. Like he is not as uh, quippy with his movie stuff as he. That's more j- yeah. just for mm. MCU stuff. Got it. Got it. Um, so I was looking to see Spider-Man Homecoming was not written by Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus. So, th- you know. No, it was written by uh, the uh, Jonathan- guy from Freaks and Geeks. Well, the story by is Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. Then there's a few other. John Francis Daly. He's he, one of the leads from Freaks oh, and Geeks. Oh, is he really? I didn't- yeah. Not Sam Levine oh, and not Martin oh, Starr, yeah. the oh, third guy. Kid. Oh, the the, <laughs> yeah. is the younger brother of, uh, of Mrs. Uh, Clint Barton, mm, right? Of uh, mm, l- hello, Linda. Cardellini. Yes. Mm. Oh yeah, oh, I didn't realize that. <laughs> Hot nurse Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. So end of fight. Uh, listen, we're, we're we can't go through it oh, all. Wait. And if if you really want to know it, just go watch the fucking fight. It's so good. Moment, I got a shout out. So as Scott has uh, discovered that he oh. can grow. And he's gonna he go embiggins. big. He embiggins. Okay, tiny dude is big now. He's big now. Peter has a plan. You ever seen that really old movie? Uh, Empire Strikes Back? Uh, how fucking dare you, Peter? Yeah. <laughs> and Rhodey and Tony's. Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know. I didn't carbon date him. He's on the young side. But also, uh, I will put it in right here. But when Scott embiggins for the first time, I believe he has the reaction that anyone would have. <laughs> Like, holy shit, it worked. It's really good. Clint makes the call to Cap's team that, look, they're all not, they're not all going to get out of here. Some of them may need Mm -hmm. to stay behind. So Steve and Bucky make the break for the Quinjet while the rest of the team is basically playing defense. Um, Right. They are met at the Quinjet by Natasha. 
Um, mm-hmm. Quickly arm up for the uh, to yep. the sting. Yep. Uh, Black Panther comes in behind, and she chooses what side she's on as she fires her sting at Black Panther, uh, immobilizing him for a second, four or five times because he, he recovers. Keeps, yeah, he keeps fucking way coming. too quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like I think that's like oh, I may have made a tiny huge mistake here. <laughs> Steve and, and Bucky are able to get out of there as they're flying away. Rhodey's on their tail. Sam tries to engage Rhodey to distract him. Vision from the ground fires his heat blast, missing Sam, mm-hmm. critically hitting Rhodey, disabling his systems, and he's flying dead stick. He's dropping out of the sky like a stone. Oh, my God. And this end shot with yes. Tony holding oh. was in the trailer, and we all went, uh, is Rhodes going to die? Uh, well, I love the shot right before that as... Rhodes is coming down in the middle of the screen, and you see Sam and Tony coming from opposite sides. Right. Which again, Sam is a you know pair rescue. He's a Air Force uh, Special Forces guy who specializes in saving downed aviators. That is their mission. Right. So he's like, oh shit. You know? But it's also like that, like when you're a kid and you're doing that play fighting with your friends in the neighborhood, and then someone gets really hurt. Yeah. The play fighting's over. Like, That's right. Sam's like, okay, I don't get. There are no sides anymore. Yeah, this is my on friend. The same team. Yep. Yep. Perfectly buttoned by uh, Sam trying to apologize for it. Sorry, Tony just blasting <laughs> him. Fucking like, blast him. Yeah. Fuck you. He goes ass over teacups. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's powerful. And as Vision walks up, and you know, he's again distraught over. Over what's happened. Okay, so a couple quick things happen here that gets us to uh, Siberia. Yeah. We find out that uh, Rhodes is going to be paralyzed. Nat and Tony have a little spat, uh, and Tony's like, Steve's not going to stop. If you don't either, Rhodey's going to be the best case scenario. You let them go, Nat. We played this room. Boy, it must be hard to shake the double agent thing, huh? Sticks in the DNA. Are you incapable of letting go of your ego for one goddamn second? T'Challa told Ross what you did, so they're coming for you. I'm not the one that needs to watch their back. Tony goes to the the raft. Which is this incredibly high-tech, like, undersea prison. Yeah. Like, in the middle of the ocean that rises up out of the water. Really, Which I believe is how it is in the comics, too. The raft is the same same way. And it houses Venom in the comics. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's one of the places that Venom ends up at one point. Oh, cool. I loved Clint's life. The futurist is here. He sees all. He knows what's best for you, whether you like it or not. He's just like, I'm in jail, so fuck yeah. you. You gotta watch your back with this guy. Chance he's gonna break it. I actually winced at that one. I was like, oh, like, that's a fuck too soon, buddy. It, it kind of shows us where Clint's gonna go in a couple movies. Yeah. Like, if, oh, he, yeah, if his back's sure. against the wall, he's just gonna start swinging. Yeah, 100%. I loved Scott's. And Pim always said, you never can trust a Stark. Who are you? Come on, man. I love the exchange. Sam and Tony. Oh, I just knocked the A out of their AV. We got about 30 seconds before they realize it's not their equipment. Just look. Because that is the fellow who's supposed to interrogate Barnes. Played by Anthony Russo. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, no kidding. Or Joe. Shit. Joe is the one who's in Endgame, if I remember right. Uh, It's Joe Russo. Oh, it's Joe. Okay. Uh, It's Joe. Clearly, I made a mistake. Sam, I was wrong. That's a first. Cap is definitely off the reservation, but he's about to need all the help he can get. We don't know each other very well. You don't have to. All right. Look, I'll tell you. But you have to go alone and as a friend. 
Easy. Sam's not even like, yeah, okay, well, of course, I'll, I'll tell you, but you got to let us out. No, no, no. He's worried about Steve. It's fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Zemo has got to Siberia. He's arrived at the vault. He's going through files, and he finds, like, the hibernation chamber with the five winter soldiers in their deep sleep. Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Steve and Bucky make their way to Siberia. They enter the vault. Tony comes in right behind him. Eddie, soldier, I'm not currently after you. And why are you here? The be a story's not so crazy. Ross has no idea I'm here. I'd like to keep it that way. Otherwise, I gotta arrest myself. Well, that sounds like a lot of paperwork. Tony won't say, I was wrong, you were right, but he'll make sure Steve knows that he knows he was wrong and Steve was right. Uh-huh. That Bucky was like, behind Like, him. almost like, I, don't make me say don't it. Don't make me say you know, it. You yeah. know, when I, yeah. you know I, why I'm, I'm here. here. Yeah, I mean, do I, why do I have to say it? Why can't we just move on? As they progress down through the through the vault. They make their way into the chamber. Zemo is on the other side of these massive blast walls d- designed to withstand the blast of a, of a Soviet rocket. Um, and we see that all the winter soldiers in there have been shot in the head. Yes, one bullet very efficiently in the center of the forehead. Did you really think I wanted more of you? Holy shit, this plot is even better than I thought it was. Right, because we're all like, oh shit, it's going to be Bucky, Cap, and Iron Man against yeah. five Winter Soldiers. Yes. And then they walk in there, and I was like, where's my fight? Yeah. And then I'm so happy that this is where it went. Yeah, and Zemo goes, right? Like, it's this beautiful yeah. moment. Um, he found the tape. And he plays it. And... I got to say, before we describe yeah. what happens here, this is all Bucky's fault. Bucky, take out the surveillance camera before <laughs> you kill people. <laughs> what is the point of shooting out the camera uh, at that point? Yeah. Well, you go find the, you go find the fucking tape. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah, you find, find the, the tape, tape, man, at yeah. least. Like, if you didn't, like, I wish it had not been him just walking over and shooting it. I wish it had been him realizing it was there. And in just a ditch effort, shooting it, yeah. hopefully, that it didn't catch it. Yeah. It, it seemed it's calculated. Acting like he thinks that he's taking care of the issue now by shooting the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's not, that's not how this works, yeah, Close the door after the uh, horses have escaped. So what we find out in this is that the Starks did not die in a car accident. No. The Winter Soldier straight up fucking murdered them. Yeah. the So as Howard Stark injured in the crash, kind of falls out of the car and is crawling. Oh, my He's like, God. help my wife. Bucky, you know, brings him back into the car, slams his head into the steering wheel, killing him. Kills him on the ground. Oh, does he kill him on the ground? I thought he... Oh, yeah, then he throws he, him he in. does the, the smash in the oh, face a couple it, times. Then uh, puts him in the car, then goes over and just chokes. <laughs> I love the choice. The Winter Soldier puts his human arm... Human hand on... Kill, kills Howard with the metal hand. Yeah. Kills his mom with the human but, hand. But I love that they we don't see it. We don't need to, but it's it's chilling. He puts his human hand on her throat, and then the camera just pans up to where we see him above the top, like the roof of the car. Like he's waiting for his burrito to yes. come out of the microwave. Yes. Like, like just like dispassionate. Yeah. Anytime now. Come on. Um, this obviously does not sit well with Tony. Tony's first question is to Cap. Did you know? This is a callback to Winter Soldier. Cap knows that. Tony's parents were murdered. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, He doesn't yeah, yeah. know By it's sh- Bucky because he's not lying. By Hydra. Yeah, and he, I love it. He's not lying. I didn't know it was him. I just did you know. Yes. So, fight ensues. Holy uh, shit. 
big fight. It's at one point Tony's get some stuff crushed because take on a guy with a metal arm, it's not going to end well for you. His right gauntlet is crushed right before you right can gauntlet. His blast. targeting system is is taken out. My balling it closes the blast door to the missile silo. Yeah, uh, the fight ends up down in like what is that called? Like where all the it's like the the uh, like the blast. The flu- uh, yeah, it's almost like a flume on a chimney, but it's going the opposite way. It's getting rid of all the yeah, so it doesn't yeah, yeah, just yeah, put yeah. a whole it's, bunch. It would of, be like yeah. the exhaust, like the venting for all the the venting. There we go. The, the the rocket. Yeah, um, guys, we got there. We got there. Holy shit! How do you pick best fight in this movie? Every fight tells a different story and is so good. This one, the heart, like holy shit! No, Steve does not want to be in this fight, but of course. He's going to be for his friend. And again, heavily shown in the trailer. He's my friend. So was I. In the trailer, it is a much more hurt Tony. It's the opposite of the earlier one yeah, they switched yeah, out. Yeah. He's like, but he's my friend. So was I. Oh, and but in this, it's like, so was I, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. As amazing as this fight is, it gets even better once Bucky gets back in the fight and it's Bucky and Steve versus versus Tony and they're trading the shield back and forth. I was gonna say Bucky, Steve, and Steve Shield yeah, versus Tony. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> this fight is beautiful. Beautiful. During this fight, uh we get Cap's line. Iron Man has him beat because as Friday is saying in his in his speakers, you know, you can't beat him in hand to hand. He's like, listen, analyze his patterns. I don't know why Friday didn't think of that. So she develops a countermeasure, right? Because she's, she's not Jarvis. Yeah, sure, sure. She, uh, but she's developed countermeasures so she can predict his his fighting style enough. And Tony and Tony turns the table, beating the crap out of them. Um, and it, of course, throws Cap to the ground, blows away uh, Bucky's metal arm. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking loses his arm again. Tells Cap, stay down. Final warning. I could do this all day. They fight. We get the iconic shot from the Civil War cover with Cap holding up his shield and Iron Man full repulsoring it. How does Steve finally beat Tony? How does he get him to the ground? I can't remember. Oh, uh, that's fine. It's, it's, yeah, not, uh, it's not important. What's important here is that he's hitting him. He's hitting him. He and he knocks off his mask. His whole and he raises his whole it helmet. Up. I think. Yeah, the whole helmet. Yep. And then slams down and breaks the reactor. Yeah. He knocked off his mask to make sure he could breathe after he disabled the suit. Yes. You're like, oh, geez, Steve's really lost it. Steve no, would, Steve, it's all tactical. Yeah, he for was him. never going to hurt Tony. No, no, no nope. way. No. He just needed he needed to take he Tony to off the board. He needed to disable the suit. Yeah. Steve and Bucky kind of limp away. Tony full of venom. That shield doesn't belong to you. You don't deserve it. My father made that shield. So Cap's like, fuck it. And it like tosses the shield back, which I love. Mm-hmm. Tony is a, a, a hurt kid who like oh, yeah. b- brought his toys over to play and gets hurt. He's like, I'm taking my toys. Taking all like, it, that's exactly the right way. Tony is hurt. He's hurting in a way that, you know, uh, nothing will, will assuage. So we're back at the Avengers compound. The aftermath of everything that's happened. Very nice moment here between Don Cheadle and RDJ. You're in 38 combat missions. Every one of them could have been my last, but I flew them because the fight needed to be fought. It's the same with these accords. I signed because it was the right thing to do. And yeah, this sucks. This is, uh, 
It's a bad beat, but it hasn't changed my mind. It is unfortunately kneecapped by... Are you Tony's stank? Stanley. What does he deliver but Steve's letter? Tony. TSPHC listeners, you're going to hear it now, and this will be the last time we play this. Tony. You said once we do this, we're done. Well, I am I'm allowed to change my mind. Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Tony. <laughs> Until another superhero writes a letter in a movie, fucking only Steve writes letters. Tony. Okay. You are the one who said that. You've been saying that for episodes. I say a lot of things. (laughs) Okay. All right, folks, you heard it. You can't believe everything that comes out of my mouth. All right. All right. right. So Steve's letter Um, is all about how, like... I'm glad you're back at the compound. I don't like the idea of you rattling around a mansion by yourself. We all need family. The Avengers are yours. Maybe more so than mine. It's really sweet. And it's like, hey, I know we just had this big, huge fight, but here's a phone. If you need us. If you need me. I'll be there. I like that he's like, you know, I know you were doing what you believed was right, and that's all we can do, and it's all we should do. I mean, right. it's like a perfect uh, encapsulation. It's, it's so it. beautiful. And uh, in response with this, we get... Friday uh, tells Tony that uh, <laughs> there's a call from Secretary Ross. There's been a break-in at the raft. Yeah, put him through. And, and of course... Tony puts him on hold. Tony, we have a problem. Uh, please hold. No, don't. Because he likes to do that. Steve is not going to let his friends uh, rot there in the raft. So he's taken out all of the security at the raft. And as the closing moments of the movie uh, happen, uh, Cap steps out of the shadows at the raft. Of course, he's free and his buddies. With the most mischievous smile. Like, we're going to get yeah. into some shit now. <laughs> That's right. So, That's so right. before we end movie, obviously, Nat goes with... Steve, kind of yep. spoilers for uh, Infinity War, and so does Sam. I'm mm-hmm. wondering, do Clint and Scott are they just like we're good? We're gonna stay Bo- here? No, no, they 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 worked deals, we right? That's that so that's what during- I mean. Like, do they stay and like we're gonna work a deal? Like, is that their chip to be like, hey, look, Cap came to break us out? None of this is said oh, in the maybe. movie, so this is just kind of sure. headcanon. But like, being like, look, we stayed here. We're yeah, at- that's true. They plead to some crimes. They're sentenced to home confinement. Yep. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty that, good. I, I like think that's that what happens there because they're the two that have family, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone else can go, right? right? Like Sam and Nat. Nat's not in there. Who else is in there with them? It's is it just the three of them? It's just Clint, Sam, and Scott. Yeah, Wanda's not captured. Oh, yes, she is because she's oh, got the she is. she's got that's the device. Right. She got the device. Vision. Isn't there, but he probably chooses to go with Wanda. We'll see that in Infinity War. Right. They're they're the only two that don't really make sense why they're suddenly allowed to just roam free. <laughs> well, Wanda's the same as Steve and Nat. She's a fugitive because Nat chides her in Infinity War like you were supposed to check in every couple of days because their oh, group is, that, is, is on the run. Oh, yeah. are they part of the okay, they're part of that. They're okay. part of okay, the okay. they're part of Steve's crew that is, you know, kind of on the run. Yeah. I don't know how much that's gonna say because that's lots of spoilers for eh, a movie. I mean But what does happen right now is movie. Except we get two. Yeah, mid credits. Uh Bucky's at Wakanda. He is choosing to go back into I, suspended animation bucky is somewhere we don't know he's in wakanda just yet okay which i love like watching this time like oh because i guess i'd forgotten that it was a surprise that it's wakanda i was like oh nice that they're just like oh it's a facility somewhere and they freeze him until they can figure out how to fix him joe t'challa's there thank you for this your friend and my father they were both victims if 
I can help one of them find peace. And then it pans out and we get that ginormous Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so rad. And then our second one is Spidey back home. He's hanging out. He's playing with his new blasters. Be careful where the white stuff goes there, Peter. Um, Oh, oh, how dare you. (laughs) And uh, he pushes a button on it and we get... We get the fucking Spidey signal. The Spidey signal. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know if you remember when we saw this, but when that happened, I made that exact same noise. It's like, oh, (laughs) the fucking Spidey signal. (laughs) Spidey signal. And it looks really good. It looks great. And that is movie. movie. Holy cow. So, Todd. Yes. As always. Yes, yes. We have some questions. We do. Todd, who was... Uh, Are you going to say this out loud? I mean, you can if you want to. So, Todd. Yes, yes. As if I need to ask this. I'm surprised. I'm that pretty you're sure he's him. in the title. Yeah, yeah, of course. Who's your favorite character? Casey, of course, my my answer, of course, is Captain America. Who is your favorite character? I think I know. One of our oh, movies? Yeah? Spidey for you, right? Uh, no, he's not in enough for to be my okay, favorite. I love right. him. I'm I'm so happy with this Spider-Man. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Wanda. Oh, interesting. Okay. Knowing what we know is coming. Okay. Like, oh, I, sure. lo- I love Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. I, th- I, she is one that I am very excited to see where her career goes, continuing MCU and beyond. Yep. Agreed. She's so fucking good. So I'm, I'm jazzed. I mean, you can't go wrong with anyone in this movie. Again, there, you so could have picked, if, if you hadn't picked Cap, if you picked anyone on this roster that's behind me yep. in the, uh, my picture, yep. I'm like, yeah, yeah, even if sense. it wasn't that. If you had been like uh, Everett Ross. Everett sure. Ross, yeah, sure. He's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, even Zemo. Zemo is one. Z- oh. He's a wonderful villain with no superpowers who does nothing except uh, scheme. And we skipped that he survives. He's oh, put yeah. in jail. That's right. And like is kind of the reason that everything else is going to happen in the MCU. That's right. Like That's he right. breaks up the Avengers. Yeah, yes, yes. Ever, Ross is like, hey, you you failed. He's like, did I? Did I? And, and I love. Are that they still the Avengers? You get that split second of Martin Freeman, like, oh, maybe he is right. Maybe he didn't lose. Ah, crap. Now, Casey, <laughs> this is going to be a tough one. Um, and oh, wait, it's me. But what is it? There's a million. There's a million answers to this. But what is the best scene? This is. I ask that. No, you ask. You ask no, you ask favorite characters, and I ask best scene. Shut up, Casey. <laughs> Uh, you know, the you best know, scene the, for me, the second hundred episodes, you'll, you'll, you'll get it <laughs> by episode 100. I will get it. Oh, oh, I was thinking by 200, but sure. 100. Sure. Over. I got it. Don't worry. Uh, so, uh, best scene. Boof. It's the Tony and cap scene in the, in like that boardroom. Oh, uh, where he's trying, he's trying to get him to sign the accord. Okay. It, it sets up everything that's going to happen with them. The rest of these movies. Um, I feel like, like, yeah, look, it's so good. It is so good. You can't go wrong there. Uh, this is certainly longer a scene. It's really a sequence, but I mean, the airport battle. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, one of the things I didn't talk about in the movie, and and I can talk about it here. This is the best Peter Parker Spider Man we've ever had on film, and the reason, the very specific reason is, again, I've said this to you off mic, off episode. We've never had. We've never had the Peter Parker Spider-Man with the contrast of adult superheroes. We have it here, and that is what that, makes it. That's what makes this version of Spider-Man the best one we've ever had. 
Well, that and also this is the first one that is just like, holy shit, isn't this cool every step of the way? Yeah. That's what makes when Peter gets to Avengers level fighting. Yep. He's never cool with it. Yeah, he's always like, true. holy shit, I'm fighting with the Avengers. Like when he's street level, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, he's in his element. But yep. when he's brought to this level, he he rises to the occasion, but he's still just like, holy shit. Yeah, agree. Agree. Scene we would cut. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I know the answer to the next one also. Well, you ask anything it to... you would oh sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Is there anything you would cut? Why would you cut? Now listen, this is not a short movie. It was uh what? It's like two and a half? Two thirty. Two thirty. Um no. I mean it's a it's a complex plot. Again, especially the misdirection of thinking that Zemo's going after this death squad and that's not it. Um boy, yeah, it's I, no I'm right there anything. with you. Oh, yeah, nothing. Wow, nothing. Okay. It's it's a solid film. The Russos now how to make a movie. Oh, fuck yeah! Now, final question, Casey: Who is the actor having the most fun? That is Tom Holland. Agree, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Because yeah. Peter Parker's like, holy shit, and Tom, Tom Holland, Holland is, is yeah. like, holy shit, yes, 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 yes. Fucking love it, love it. Ah, oh, it's so good. Um, okay, now, um, Casey, here's a tough one. The IMDb was a 7.8 for this movie. What say you? 8.5. Okay. Okay. Simply because you, I, I'm, I'm, I know we, we said we weren't going to compare and contrast movies sure. along the way. Sure. But we, and kind of, we've started to do this on uh, Where No Mom is like, where do you, where do you show someone? This would be a really hard one to get someone into the MCU. That's fair. I think that's very because they'd be like, okay, I know Captain America and Iron Man, but who the fuck are you the rest of these Winter people? Winter Soldier. Yeah. You need Age of Ultron to understand what's happening in the world. I I get that perspective. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not a bad movie. It's just it's an eight point five. Um. So I'm sure you're going to be surprised to know. Oh, gee, is yours going to be a one zero zero? Yes. This this is another <laughs> perfect. And listen, it's ambitious. Winter yeah. Soldier is a perfect movie for an entire, entirely different reason. This mm-hmm. one has to not pay off the Infinity Saga, but this has to pay off like the Captain America arc. And holy shit! I mean, not his full arc. I guess. I guess like his 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 relationship with Bucky. Like, yeah this this movie's a fucking ten out of ten. I loved it 10? even okay. more on the rewatch. That is fair. So I believe we're at that magical point of the night well, where dad's breakdown oh. with the kids. Watch with the kids. Meh. Uh, if you had a kid that loves superhero movies and I, they've watched them, all of the other ones, yeah, you got to show them this one. I got to tell you, I think I got a Spider-Man fan oh. in the bean. Oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, maybe she'll have to join us for the solo Spider-Man films. We've done all. We're the only one left. No, no, no. I mean the good solo Spider-Man uh, films. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, now we are at the magical part of the night where you're going to hear one of our wives say. And now it's time to pull the next movie from Thor's helmet. Okay. All right. All right. Go for it. All right. Listen. So the next movie is going to be episode ninety-eight. There's only a couple left. We got something special in mind for one hundred. So. Only yeah, we'll tease that and we'll talk about it next time. Yes, of course. But now, okay, oh there's not a lot oh of letters. There's not a lot yeah. of letters. There was definitely a U. It, it's either DCEU or MCU. Or X-Men. Maybe. X-Men's floating around there, too. Okay. 
What, it what comes after Aquaman? Oh, uh, uh, well, you mean what comes after Shazam? You or Shazam? On? Yeah, what comes after Shazam? I'm looking. Hang on. Please keep this in because these yeah. are always my favorite. Is it? Uh, hang on. I got to shut up. Oh, would Everybody it be? Shut up. Would it be Justice League? But we can't. Oh. No, Justice League already happened. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, no. What, what are we watching? What's in the box? It's Birds of Prey. <laughs> what? Oh, Birds, Birds of Prey. Fuck. Oh. I'm only laughing because I know how much you hate this movie. I fucking hated this movie. I cannot wait to argue with you about how wrong you are that oh, this movie is bad. Boy. Well, listen. Because if you don't like this movie... Then you can't like Deadpool. End of story. Oh. And we'll get into it more next time. Let's watch that trailer. You know what a Harlequin is? A Harlequin's role is to serve. It's nothing without a master. No one gives two shits who we are beyond that. The Joker and I broke up. I wanted a fresh start, but it turns out I wasn't the only Damon Gotham looking for emancipation. Spectacular news! Miss Queen, she belongs to me. Who are you guys? I'll accept broad lady woman and on occasion bitch. Bitch? What are you talking about? for me, will you? This also has the weird thing of being released under one title. Yes. And then getting a new title for the second weekend, and Warner Brothers going, "Why has no one seen this yeah. movie?" Because you keep changing the title, dipshits. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live Die Repeat. Uh, yeah, Live Die Repeat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, original title was. Hang on. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harleen Quinn or One Harley Quinn. Uh, why is it not right here? You ding dongs. Main article. That's what I want to hit. Yes, the fat. The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Miss Harley Quinn, and then it, uh, Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous <laughs> Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, and then it became Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Yeah. Um, which is just yeah, fucking confusing. I, I believe this is the movie that uh, Elizabeth Winestead and Ewan McGregor met on. And oh, are they together? Baby. Oh, yeah, they just had a baby. Oh, shit. All right. And I say, Ewan. 
Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. Because, uh, uh, hmm. Elizabeth, oh, now, hello. Do you happen to know what the IMDb score for this movie is? I'm going to say this has got to be in the sixes. Because uh, uh, you... It is 6.0 out of 10. Whoosh. You fucking the asshole. 2020 Birds of Prey. The, Did you and Chuck? The last. This is the last. The last one I the saw last. in the movie before in the movie theaters before the pandemic. I was down in Florida with yep. Chuck. We went and saw it, and, I, and we both walked out disappointed. Oh yeah, you guys tag team me on the fucking uh, <laughs> chat, and I was like, well, what? And finally, I just was like, well, I'm sorry you didn't like it. Yeah. I'm like, I can't, I can't argue, uh, I can't argue with you on this anymore. Uh, oh, All right, Casey. so. That'll be for next time. We're getting close with the DCEU movies to... Uh, Running out of runway. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, after after that, what have we got? The Man, Suicide Squad. It. Mm. And then, then that, we're waiting on... And then are we waiting on, like, till other no, ones get in? No, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84. Oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, then the Suicide Squad, which we have to count, even though it was a oh yeah, we're home video that. release. Well, yeah, it's only home video because we were all fucking stuck yeah. at home. <laughs> all right, so Casey, that was a movie. That was, in fact, a movie. Now listen, we've shared. Um, I'm going to go on record right now yep. and say, don't watch uh, Harley Quinn with your kids if you have a problem with swearing because oh, yeah. it goes hard R with the language. One hundred percent. Uh, and the action as well. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. Now, Casey, we've expressed a lot of thoughts here today. If somebody wants to we share have. their thoughts back with us, what's the best way to, uh, you know, track us down across all the places? Oh, well, you know, I can be found on the fucking cesspool that is Twitter, <laughs> where people apparently want to get mad at me about having an opinion about Batman. Uh, um, at... Uh, not Ryan Casey on Instagram. I'm not dot Ryan Casey. Uh, the podcast itself has a TSPHC. Wait. Yes, you're right. Yep. On Twitter. On Twitter. Uh, TSPHC tweets on Twitter and uh, Super Pod Hero Cast on Instagram. How about you, Todd? Yes, yes. Track me down on Instagram or Twitter with the handle at TMP in SYR. And you thought I forgot it, but I didn't, because you can also email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com, because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Uh, music for the podcast comes to us from two places. Our theme song is Take a Chance by Kevin McLeod. You can find his music royalty-free at incompetech.com. Our beer music is Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Find his music at silvermansound.com. So, that'll do it for the Superpod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. And for Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Dan Ryan. Be, Be heroic. heroic.